Dun, 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 Box seats suck. There you go, Tom. We're back on the balcony in Westbury. It's uh, cold. I wouldn't say freezing, but it's cold, right? What do you think? We didn't have a guest deal. Box seats suck. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> um, no, actually, it, it's a little cold, but the sun is out. And that adds 10 degrees to this deck. It so does. it does. Little cold, but but another beautiful day. As Tom mentioned, uh, we are guest list today. It's back to the original ways. Just me and Tom on the balcony. But something's never changed because my cigar went out already. <laughs> Hi, Cho. <laughs> so that 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 leads to me. Uh, gives me an opportunity to say that we are once again smoking from Global Smoke Shop in. Uh, on Jericho Turnpike in Syos, it's 600 C Jericho Turnpike. Home of a cigar yeah. store in the Home of the Indian. Tom just lit up again. Uh, we're drinking. We're still on that bourbon kick since my trip to Louisville. I got some Old Forester for myself. Tom, why don't you tell the good folks at home what you are drinking this fine afternoon? I don't have my 1,000th beer that Jack Frost disappeared. Oh, uh, I want. Yeah, I want you to talk yeah. about that. Jack Frost, Santa Claus, me a beer on the last episode. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember thinking to myself. First, I asked him, "How do you know I never had it before?" And he was astute enough to check my beer app, and so I didn't. But I'm thinking to myself this whole time, "How is he trying to pull one over on me?" I said, "He's there's got to be an angle," but I couldn't imagine what it would be. And I opened it up, and some of you may have saw the video on BoxSeatSuck. Well, not .com, but on the on, <laughs> on the, the Facebook, Facebook page. Yeah. And yes, the beer, uh, it's an Italian beer, lager, called Forced. And yes, his last name just happens to be Forced, so he got the last laugh. But there is one little piece of irony. That day while we were recording, he delivered an Italian lager. What was I drinking? A Bira Moretti. Oh. Which is an Italian lager. Okay. What are the odds? Well, what, 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 I, you got thousands of beers. I, I hope that was shipped over before this coronavirus outbreak in Milan, by the way. By the way, can you say Bira Moretti? A Bira Moretti. Oh, that's a good one. A Bira Moretti. By the way, I'm going to make every guest say that. But. Now, uh, so, I mean. You, oh, I, I didn't say what I'm drinking. Go, oh, that's right. Go ahead. A Steve Austin Broken Skull IPA. I'm looking at it right now. We got to get a picture of that for yeah. the wrestling fans. It looks amazing. From I the finally Broken found Sk it. Does he brew these on the Broken Skull Ranch? Well, apparently, if you read the back of the beer can, and I do. <laughs> and you're I, turning the can. I do. Yeah, I read the back of the can. It, unfortunately, sometimes one beer company put the uh, little gag upside down, and as I'm reading it, I spilled my beer. But uh, he does say he brew he 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 was in accordance with the brewery. They came up with it together. I think that's a line of bullshit. <laughs> What's even funnier is this, this is even better. It says it's brewed by El Segundo, right? Yeah. But if you if you if you read the beer can, which I do, it says flat out brewed and canned for El Segundo by a brewery in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Now the Broken Skull Ranch is Texas, right? Yeah. But speaking of podcasts, are you a fan of his podcast? The, I was. The, I liked the early ones with the interviews, but I kind of fell off the track on so, that. Same with me. I, I used to listen to it. Whoa, it was 316 Boulevard or, or Stone yeah. or Stunner Book. I, I and listen, that was in California, right? So this guy's all over the Yeah, I don't place. even think he owns the ranch anymore. But the funny part is oh, the reason I'm drinking it is because Stone Cold said so. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been looking for this. I found it. And, yes, I am drinking it. And you can't have any. Very nice. And we'll get a picture of that up on the Facebook. I also think it's uh, just to get it out of the way. I do think it's ironic that Frost got one over on you. When yeah, he did. You, when you both got one over on us, I still can't get over that. Yes. You know, I wish we had a visual. I was privy to that. Yeah. And I will promise you this. Jack Frost will never... <laughs> 
ever <laughs> do that again. <laughs> Wink. Well, we got we got a lot to get to today, even though it's just us. Tom did go over a few things with me, so we do have a lot to get to. One thing I, I do want to say, though, I'm on my way over to Tom's. I'm, I'm about a 10-minute drive away, and I got WFA. How many fingers on. did you throw up in the air at people? Uh, I'm a one-every-four-mile guy. <laughs> So I'm, I'm listening to WFAN, which is usually on the radio. And I got a little wind gust here. The mics, anyway, we'll get to that. I think the mics, you guys will be pleased with today's episode, I hope. But I'm listening. Maybe to, not the content, <laughs> but the mics. I'm listening to WFAN, and it's not a talk show. It's Yankee baseball. It's yeah. spring training baseball. And I'm hearing John and Susan. And I always, that first spring training game where you actually hear John's voice and it really hits you that baseball's coming, I feel like is always something a little, you know, symbolic and nostalgic. Yeah. So look at that. The first time I heard John's voice in lieu of the 2020 season, on my way to Sheriff Tom's house to do a podcast. Pretty, hopefully a good omen, Tom. Hopefully. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, you know, it's funny, the John Sterling thing, some people aren't even a fan of his. You know, he's like 80 years old. I always liked him. And, you know, people are like, well, he does this and that and showboats or talks about this. Hey, baseball broadcasts are three, three and a half hours, four hours. And, you know, he's ours. And I always liked him. I remember 1989 when he showed up. Yeah, you said it, though. He's ours. Yeah, he's ours. Like, this this freaking team, dude, the, the players come and go. The owners come and go. Stadiums have come and gone. Managers have come and gone. The one consistent, for me at least, is Sterling. Like, literally, that, that, that's the only thing that you have. Oh, and Tina in the bleachers. Well, <laughs> Tina in the bleachers. By the way. Overpriced beer. We got to go over a few things from the last episodes at yeah. some point. I have heard so much about the bleachers from before I was there, from, like, you know, 95 to before I came. From you, from others, even from you I've heard earlier in the 90s. I never heard as many 80s stories as I had until our last podcast with Milton. That was pretty cool. Yeah, and it, I was there in the 80s, but not in the bleachers. Um, and I didn't really know that they existed, except there was a sea of empty blue seats from where I sat up in the upper deck. Yeah. So I have 80s memories, but not bleachers memories. And uh, I do love hearing those stories because a lot of those people did end up being out there when I got there and hearing the history that came before me. And there are things that I'm learning. I didn't even know about the Milton being there earlier type of thing. Yeah. Uh, I certainly didn't know about the Gumby thing. I still have <laughs> nightmares about that. By the way, I'm a little upset. One of my props is missing, my Mr. Bill. Where? Uh, yeah. No, Where? I, well, apparently he was behind the couch. The dog took it. I was uh, about to say, I thought I, I didn't have... find it. And I need that for every time I reference sex, <laughs> which I plan on doing a couple of times. I was going to uh, say, I thought Abdul the Butcher was missing. He was just no, lying he's here. On his back. And we he's have, right uh, here what is this here? Now. What's that? You have your Ferris Bueller's Day. No, off it's not anime. mine. It's not mine. Uh, this is my wife's. But I'm going to tell you something. This is going to come into play later on for a... Uh, we'll get back to the Ferris Bueller uh, Funko Pop. A lot of things we'll get back to. A lot of things so, yeah. we'll get back to. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, Sterling. I mean, a lot to get... To. Listen, a lot to get to uh, with with the nostalgia. we got a baseball season coming up, though. We'll get to that. Tom's wearing his uh, Islander hoodie. Yes. I, I, I've lost a few Islander bets in the last 10 days, so I'm a little down Anybody on Anybody who picked them to win has lost some bets. <laughs> I'm a little I down got, on that. I got my sheriff's badge. You got your sher- fresh, fresh and clean. We'll get a picture of it. Sheriff badge, yep. glistening beautifully. It'll be hard for me to lose this one because it's not going to leave the house. But uh, <laughs> but I do drink enough that I may very well manage to do that. It's glistening beautifully in the. And in, I'm in drinking the out, of, right out of the out of the mug that Milton so gratefully you are. gifted us. And you are. He that was, was a, that was a hell of an episode. He was a good guest. You know, actually, no. Except he. He, he fudged up the mic, so if you got complaints about the microphones, forward them to Milton. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll get to that. Actually, you know what? No, I, let, now that you mention it, let me just say something. And it, nothing to do with Milton because it was an honest mistake. We had a little text. And then after you're done, I've got to say something. We had a little text exchange yesterday with 
the president of the San Francisco 49er Bleacher Fan Club, Mr. Andy LaBella. He's also the president of the Kansas City Chief Fan Club, the <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneer Fan Club, the Minnesota Viking Fan but Club. But he, he, he likes to check the New York Islander probably fan. He likes to check in after the episodes. He listens, and, and we thank yeah, him for I that. Yeah, I do. I, I appreciate that. And he um, was giving us a few, I don't know if you'd call them pointers, but he had a few questions, and we tried to answer them the best we could, mainly about the production. And you guys, I it think— all, it, was, it wasn't for It sounded like he was starting trouble, but go ahead. He, he, you know what? He may have—he probably was trying to, but it turned into constructive. A, a constructive argument or discussion. Anyway— um, you guys, I think, have seen the pictures of the setup that we have. We'll take another one because we need to send it to Andy. I put Andy. one on the, uh, on the site. You better get up on Box Seat Suck Facebook page, and you will see pictures of this table. So you just uploaded one of us 10 yeah, minutes ago. Yeah, about an hour ago. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, and you have the setup. So, Andy, you could take a look at it. But I got to thinking because Andy had mentioned, you know, we, I had basically told him, listen, if you have any advice, any pointers, that is, you know, a, you know, uh, uh financially safe for us because obviously we're working on a budget here fiscally responsible is what I'm trying to say then please let me know and after we stopped texting him you know who I thought of Hero Yes. Remember Hero? He did, sure. Hero's like a Grammy-winning audio engineer. Yeah. We got it. Hero, I don't know if you listen to this. I will message it to you if I have to. It's a good way to get him to listen yeah, to it. Yes, it is. Any any advice or wink-wink old equipment that you don't use anymore that you may have recycled, what, send it over what, our what way. What if his is, is advice is for us to stop? <laughs> he would, You know what? He's a nice guy. He would, Even if yeah. he hated it, he wouldn't tell us to stop. By the way, I have something to say. Go ahead, Tom. Whatever happened to Naked Lady Pens? You know is what I'm talking a, about? The pens you turn upside down and like the ink and then the, 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 the bikini goes away? Is this a spot where you would have rang your bell if you had it? Oh, shit. No, I have the bell. I don't have the Mr. Bill thing. And then the ice cubes. You put the lady in the bikini and the ice cube into a drink and it would go away. Now that you mention it, I haven't seen one of those probably since like since the Bush administration. The father. These, these, the father. Are, these are the things that keep me up at night, folks. <laughs> so, but back to Milton. Yeah. Milton, I thought, was a good guest. But Milton was born to be a host. You could tell. I mean, he was he into it. He ain't taking my job. He's not taking your job. Probably not taking my job. We'll see how the election goes. But uh, he was born to be a host. He was. He was. Uh, uh, we welcomed him. It was great. Steve, on the other hand, perfect guest, right? Yeah. Sit, you know, sitting there, listening, answering, uh, adding his own flavor. But they were both incredible. As both Paul Heyman says, this is not a. Uh, what does he say? Something about a spoiler. What Paul Heyman says, he says Brock Lesnar. No, 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 no. He goes, this is not a prediction. This is a spoiler. Ah. I'll give you a spoiler. Ah, go ahead. I believe one day we're going to do an episode with Steve and Milton. (sighs) Now, I'm a wrestling fan. What... What you just said marked me out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, can you I'm, the, the goose, you can't see it because I'm wearing a hoodie. The hairs on my, by the way. You, by the way, you know Milton was trying to outdrink Steve. He goes, he told me <laughs> he when we tried, got here. Yeah, he, he goes, what did Steve drink? I said, he had three tall boys. <laughs> How many ounces is that? 24 times three. And he goes, well, I'm going to drink four or whatever. And he was doing math in his head. Um, so that's what you got when you put these two guys together. That's a little bit of what you're going to get. And then don't forget you're throwing in me. I, and I ain't going to let them take over tomorrow. I, I drove them both home, and I will wait now that you mentioned this episode. I will wait for the next episode of Steve and Milton to give you all my recap of driving Steve home to the Bronx. Oh, my gosh. And driving Milton home to Astoria. I, 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 I took notes on You both. know, it's funny. We got, great guests, like, great, great we got people like great people like Chris. Uh, he goes, hey, he goes, you guys should Facebook stream this stuff. Maybe you should Facebook stream those rides home. <laughs> By the way, one other quick note on beer before I forget. So I go to work in the morning sometimes, and 
I checked my email at 7 a.m. And uh, I checked the beer app to see what my friends drank while I slumbered and also what people are drinking live around the world because I'm nosy. I want to yeah. know what's going on. So I saw Steven Sancho uh, had checked in a beer uh, at 5 a.m. It Well, it said two hours ago, and meanwhile, it's 7. Now, I'm not the guy that invented pie, but I know a little bit of math. So 7 a.m. minus two hours is 5. And I asked him, I said, dude, did you really check in a Miller Lite at 5 a.m.? And you know what the answer was? Yes. Yeah, the answer was yes. He he sent Steve something. He sent Steve a text about like getting free Miller Lights. Did you get that? It was no. like a screen. It was like some it, because coupon. if he sent it to me, it would have been there. <laughs> it was like some some like screenshot of you know go to your local bodega with this screenshot and the Miller Light will refund you something to your PayPal uh. account. So I gotta I'll find it. I'll upload it. But he's another one who loves chiming in on the podcast. He's putting pressure on us for today's podcast. He said no guest. You know he doesn't want it to jump the shark. So we yeah, have well, like I wasn't entertaining enough. How did I, we built we we paved this driveway. I mean come on now. He's one that will stick a microphone in front of one day and see what he has to say. But anyway, uh, Tom. Yes. We got no guests today. We got no real structure today. We got no, you know, sort of like uh And we have uh, no music in the plan. background. We My got music no music stopped. in the background. But well, you, you did mention to me a yes. few things that you wanted to talk about, including World Series parades, which I'm looking forward to get to. But we're 15 minutes in right now. You want to take a, a first quote-unquote piss break just so we can make sure everything sounds good? Oh, yeah, we could do that, actually, because okay. I was just trying to play with the music anyway. So we'll be back after this. All right, uh, let's take a shot, Tom. You wanted to take a quick. Oh, shot? you're on. We're on. Yeah, we're on. We're on. Here yeah, we go. I got the shot. All Forrester. I got. Well, I got you know enough. So here, I'll knock some back. Ah, very good. Ah. Good stuff. All right. All right. So, like we were saying, we don't really have a format here, but you told me you, there are a few things that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, including World Series parades. Which yeah, what happened is cool. when we were getting ready to start this idea, I came up with a list of like 25 different topics that we would get to over the course of time. Yeah, that two guests. We literally have, if we go bi-weekly, two years worth of stuff. So I just figured let's go randomly. And one of the things that came up in my head was World Series parades. Um, I find it funny. Uh, you had told me earlier you were at how many? I've only been to two. I went, in, I went in 2000 and 2009. That was it. I believe I was at two as well. I remember it got to the point where how funny is this that I gave up going to parades because they were boring. You know, you you got you got oh, people. Yeah, the you spoiled Yankee. Yeah, fans, and not right? yeah. not just boring. You know me. I kind of don't like people. Um, I like people, but I don't want to be bustled about. I don't want crowds. I don't want hoopla. That's fair. But it got worse. I remember one year I actually went to work the day of the parade, and I worked like two miles away. I worked on Lower Broadway, you know, and n not going to the parade, but using it as a day of drinking or something. That makes sense. But yeah. going to work on the day of a parade, and boy. That would never happen Espe again. Especially down there. Yeah, it didn't it's make sense. It's got to be torture. Yeah, you're down there anyway. Uh, you might as well go to But it just shows, I wouldn't call it jaded Yankee fans, but you get to the point of like, ah, I've been there. <laughs> you know what you just made me think of? Have you ever seen the picture on the internet of that? He's of the like, cat and the woman? Well, <laughs> that that was the second thing I was thinking. Oh, yeah. Of. I was thinking of that little freaking kid from Boston, like seven years old and been to 11 parades, and it's like yeah. four Patriot logos, three Red yeah, Sox. Yeah. You just made me think of that little shit. Hopefully he never goes to a parade. You again. know, but it's so funny because the, the parade that always comes to mind because I actually ended up blogging about it at one point and making notes of it. So I was at the 98 parade, and uh, an incident happened at that parade that that's worth a hoot. Um... What happened is that day, 
the thing you learn about parades is there's a lot of people in the parade that don't belong in the parade. You know, you're waiting to see your Yankees, and you're also seeing floats of sponsors. I was going to say, you're, you're not talking about people watching. You're talking about actual participants yes. in the parade. Yeah. Well, the people watching are kids just saying, I'm, I'm getting out of school to go to a parade. Who's in the parade again? Is that the astronauts? Is this... <laughs> <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. But uh, So that was bad enough. Um, but, no, we knew going in because of our experience with parades, which is funny to say in itself, um, that you're going to get a lot of politicians you're going to get a lot of uh, sponsors waving like they did something. Yeah. And you're going to get, you remember the Anski guys? Anski. They were the guys that painted their chest. There was commercials back in like the, around this time. And I guess they were standing in the wrong order and they spelled Anski. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah, were in yeah, the parade, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a commercial, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but they Anski? were in the parade. Ugh. And the hot dog guy was in the parade. The guy dressed like a hot dog. And, right, and there were twirlers and... I don't remember if there were people on stilts. I'd give them a pass because anybody that knows me knows I have a weakness for people on stilts. And clowns. Clowns are okay. <laughs> I prefer people on stilts, and I prefer uh, unicycles as well. I'm very big on unicycles. Can I tell a unicycle story? It's your show, man. Well, actually, forget the unicycle. I got a pogo stick stick. Okay. We're all over. And by the way, this is what happens. You're going to get used to this. This is get, what Milton was complaining about. It's going to get worse as time goes on. It's bleacher relief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I come out one day. It's it's drizzling. It's a miserable morning, but I always told you I'm resilient. I'm always going to go sit in the park and drink my beer, smoke my cigar. Of course. It's early morning. No one's there yet. And I'm just watching the traffic go by on River Avenue. And all of a sudden, in the distance, I see a speck, and it's getting closer. Strike me dead if I am not telling the truth here. It's a guy on a pogo stick. The South Bronx. In the morning, yeah. in the drizzle and rain. But here's the best part. He comes to where the light is, by where the McDonald's road is or whatever that hell. And because it's a light, he's being good. He can't go. So he's spinning. He's like bouncing and spinning in circles. Then he goes down the street. And I'm watching and I'm drinking. I'm like, that's the goddamn wackiest thing I've ever seen. What time is it? When it's the is morning. It's like a Saturday <laughs> day game. It's raining. So here come the crew, right? I'm like, guys, you're not going to believe what I just saw. Take a wild guess. They didn't believe what of I just saw. Not. Of course But I saw it. Yeah. It's amazing. You said strike you dead. You know, as I'm listening to this story, you know what I just find amazing? And I already spent the entire episode one saying it. But on top of your storytelling, you got a pretty good fucking memory, too. I mean, I'm sure people well, are going to Well, because I would tell that out. story. Well, what happens, So you know why? I'll tell you two things. One, I would either write it down or yeah, I'd blog it. Yeah. But I'd also tell the story. So if you tell a story every, say, three months, Fair. and like with me... I already told people joking around, if you hear me say the same story on a podcast, it's probably going to be four episodes from now where I'm going to ask people, whatever happened to Naked Lady Pens? And they're going to go, you already asked that. Well, you know what? That's fair. Obviously, if you repeat the story enough, you remember it. Because I'm try- I-, I can't tell stories from 1996, 7, 8 with the, you know, as uh, as descriptively as you can. Well, it's also probably that fetish I have for like, <laughs> pogo sticks. Probably. And stilts. And now, as we're saying it, you know who's been a great... Um, listener slash uh, giver of feedback in terms of correcting stories that he claims are are misrepresented. One midget Mike. Well, midget I, Mike would correct things even if they're right. I, I get I get at least two or three messages per half a segment of each episode. This is wrong. That's wrong. I'm not going to give the specifics because he will give them when he's well, you on know, here eventually. Midget Mike, great. Midget Mike is one of those guys that would rather climb up a tree and complain than just stand on the ground and not complain. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
are we Crover, talking about? Grover, can you Photoshop Midget Mike trying to climb up a tree? That'd be funny. <laughs> oh, I'm and I'm sorry to cut you off. Speaking of Photoshop. If there's anybody out there good at Photoshop, because Tom and I have oh, asked boy, Grover. Oh, you just opened up a can of yeah, worms. Yeah, Tom and I have been asking Grover for a month now, but he's too busy with the, with the election, I think. We need a we need a logo for this episode. I mean, we got the great picture of me and Tom on his balcony, but we need something, you know. That is a great picture. It is. It's, uh, I'll frame it. It's probably hanging on walls. <laughs> but we need something a little more receptive to the... Uh, I guess to the non-bleacher uh, community, which may well, eventually. Also, things that find we can this. sign at public events. Exactly, we're thinking, you know, merchandising people. So, if you're good at Photoshop and you're not obsessed with the 2020 election the way Grover is, so put something together and email it to boxseatsuck39 at gmail.com, and we'll let you know what we think. Anyway, go ahead, my friend. What were we talking about? Oh, I the parade. No yeah, the talking parade. about. Uh, yeah, stilts and clowns and stuff like that. So we were smart. We went in with a game plan. We're going to throw stuff at these things and these people. Literally, just chuck things at them. Yeah, nothing that would hurt. Listen, okay. I, you know, again, it wasn't about that. It was about making them foolish. So there were rolls of toilet paper. Um, Lifesavers. I feel like rolls of toilet paper are acceptable to be thrown at these Yeah, no, no one's going to yeah, get hurt. No issues, but yeah. no, the way that these guys, I'll get into that. They can hurt. It's the same thing with a pillow fight. <laughs> By the way, to go off on a tangent again, because this is one of those episodes. When I was in college, someone came up with a good idea of having a pillow fight. Sounds good on paper, right? Even if you don't load the pillow, you can hurt someone with a pillow. With just feather, nothing but feathers Just a regular inside. pillow. Dude, okay. imagine if you, you hit someone with a pillow, and even if they're laughing and they fall on one knee, and you come up and you really crank them with a pillow, you can hurt people with a pillow. You Guess what? My, yeah. That was the first and last pillow fight that they sponsored. <laughs> we had many of them in the dorm. <laughs> you remind but, me of these, like, hazing stories that you hear yeah. with these poor, Oh, you can hurt someone with a pillow. I know, because I was hurt with one. Oh, Jesus, Tom. But, um, so, yeah, you can, with the toilet paper, uh, lifesavers. And I, I specifically had written down cherry lifesavers, and I don't know why that... It would, I specified that. It seems silly. It's almost like saying uh, toilet paper, Scott Tissue toilet paper. Who cares? It's toilet paper. So, uh, but I learned a trick during the uh, parade while people are throwing lifesavers. They're like, the, the trick is you put it in your mouth for a couple of seconds and get it wet. Why? Do you know why? No, tell me. Because when you hit someone, it sticks. <laughs> Yeah, I need to see. Do you have visual evidence of this from that parade? Do you have any photos? Of no, we were, no, stuck on their cheek. No. Well, first of all, it'll be from a distance because <laughs> if you're aiming really good, you got to have good aim and stuff. Did yeah. I have? There was something else. Oh, uh, M and M's, because they're easy to sling. <laughs> Who is this group, by the way? Who was with you? I don't at this remember because you know why. Dad, I will say that I would get um, parades confused because I was at at least two or three. So we had different crews every time, including, you remember, we mentioned on the last podcast that poor Milton had, like, the greatest moment of his life being on a World Series parade float, he and he said, was on the wrong side. He, when did he say that was? 2000 World yeah, Series? Yeah, and he was on the wrong side, and we didn't even know it until the yeah. end of the thing. Where the hell is uh, He the also had a line. I, I like the name Regulars. Did you ever consider? Did you ever think about that? The name Regulars versus Bleacher Creatures was there one? I mean, you're, yeah. You're bleacher, well, you know. you know, I think people more or less would ask if you're a regular if they could use you for something like to cool get name, in or to right? get tickets. Yeah. Like the regulars would be able to get a free ticket here and there, or uh, on the list for hey, we're buying World Series tickets underneath the table. You're a regular. You can get in. When did the When did the Bleacher Creature? When was that pinned? Do you remember what year was the name Bleacher Creature associated with the section? Do you Do you have any idea? 
I don't know, and I don't even know if it started because of like a Bondi type thing where we recalled that in a story. I, I don't know if Bondi necessarily said it, but it might have been in any story. Like it could it have would, been a story from the 80s. You would imagine, right? It probably yeah. came from the paper. And now, you know, it's what everybody calls every Bleacher fan. I mean, uh, look at MLB Network. They have the Bleacher feature, you know, the movie. And that's kind of a spin on yeah. Bleacher Creature. You know, the, uh, the Cubs fans call themselves Bleacher Bums. I just call them bums. <laughs> You know, it's funny. We talk about a book I was going to write, and I, one of the first books I read uh, about baseball fandom was a book about the ble- the Bleacher Bums. And uh, nice people, I guess. Boring. I'm sure the book was cleaned up like Bondies of ours. I don't think as organized either, right? Because no. that Wrigley Field Bleacher section yeah. is so wide. I don't know. Oh, now and it becomes. But there, but there were people that had their own section that probably did the same things that we did, where yeah. Tina would block off seats and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I have ideas. One day I'm going to try to reach out to some of these Bleacher people from other stadiums and uh, Why the hell try not? to get like a cross thing. See if yeah. there's a podcast. Like or you a could cross get radio promotion. I yeah. got one for you. Go ahead. I saw a lone Astros fan. Not that we're totally off the mark now, but he uh, was. I wouldn't say defending what went on, but he was like, get over yourselves. And I'm like, I should reach out to this guy and get him on the podcast. Why not, dude? Yeah. It, it can easily be done. I mean, speaking of reaching out to people, I don't want to give this away, but you and I reached out to someone, some pretty big uh, Yankee-related social media guy who yeah. said he wants to come on. That's I, absolutely I, right. And we, we will get into all, That's called we, the tease, folks. We yeah. got more plans. But um, back to the parade here. So we pick up, uh, we're arming ourselves. What they used to do, if any of you have ever been to one of these parades, but even if not, imagine a double-decker bus. Like the tourist buses yeah. that go around Big Times Apple Square. Tour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's people just waving, and you don't know who they are. You don't care who they are. <laughs> no, literally, you would yeah. go to a parade, and you're watching, and you're going, what, what exactly is this? And yeah. it was, it's a guy that worked for the Wiz, yeah. you know, who uh, they said, come on the float. And uh, so we were tired of it. Because it was wasting our time. As you should listen, as you should be as fans. You guys are putting in time and effort to this team all year, and these schmucks come in the you know twenty fourth hour and get their own float. It's, it's ridiculous. Fucked, it's fucked up. There was a politician. Um, to bring it back to what Bleacher Creatures kind of did, and I'm not proud of this, but I you know I remember it these days later, and it's funny. Her name was Betsy McCoy Ross. She was older, kind of had a milf type look to her. Betsy Ross? Yeah, but is her, this the Betsy but, Ross? but it was Betsy McCoy, McCoy. Ross. I, so I guess her last name really wasn't Ross. She married some guy named Ross. Okay. Maybe threw it in there to get extra votes. <laughs> would, and she she was okay. I kind of like okay, I liked her. Well, I didn't like her politics, but <laughs> there was something about her again. I watched a lot of porno at the day and she had a milf thing about her. I'm not gonna deny it. But so she, here's a politician, right? She's trying to drive in a car at a parade. What are you laughing? It's I'm tr- laughing because I know. <laughs> I know what. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, it's 2020. Uh, We're talking know, about the 90s. I know. Though know, you know. can say it. I'm laughing because your wife is like 10 feet behind. Why do you think we recorded whether or not they can't hear it? The door's closed. You think my wife's gonna listen to the podcast? I'm waving. I'm waving. Anyway, but uh, go no, ahead, so. Go ahead. Here she is. She's just trying to wave. She's not doing anything. Yeah. And the chin, show your tits at her. Oh, you know, geez. that's, it's the bleat. Hold on. Where's he? Show your, yeah, there it is. Uh, am I even, can I say that on the podcast? You can say, again, it's our podcast. You can say yeah. whatever you want. Oh, here's another one. There were some cheerleaders. I believe they were a local college hunter. I don't know. And what, what are they yelling at him? You're going to be doing that on a pole in three years. Uh, yeah, you know. These are young. These are the girls of tomorrow. Too. Yeah, and well, yeah, and maybe you know. 
This is pre-feminist movement America probably, but still. One of the best things that happened at the parade, though, I mentioned the Ansky guys, and there are people you might not have, and might not have rang a bell to you. Go, I'll, I'll, We'll put a link on Facebook. They were in the parade, and the God, God was looking down on us that day because guess what? Every once in a while, a parade stops. And where did the Ansky guys get stopped? Right in front of us. Oh boy! Oh boy is right. Like, like, yeah. And there were big God, targets. God was involved. Oh. By the way, I remember. It just took me a minute, but yeah. the way you described them, I remember. Oh, they were getting hammered. Yeah. One of the problems is we had. I remember you would think that we 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 lost the toilet paper rolls before the parade because we were having a fight with the people on the other side of the street. <laughs> so that was going on. See, th- those were fun. But those guess what, fun. though? Even though if you throw all your toilet paper, there's so much coming back at you that we still we were still armed and dangerous. You got to be on the lookout for sure. Do you remember the way? And plus, if it's colder, like I went to the the first Giant Parade when they beat New England, that was a cold day. You get hit with a piece of toilet a, a toilet paper roll on a 25, 30 degree day. It's yes. like getting hit with a rock. Well, especially because I, I, I'm thinking that if you throw a roll of toilet paper as it comes right out of the thing, it might bounce off of you. But if you're smart, you're going to compress it a little. You're going to make it a little bit of a a little bit of a missile. Yeah, if you're a veteran, if you've been there. Before. We're actually yeah. telling people how best to throw <laughs> toilet paper here. I'm We're educational. Looking forward, I'm looking forward to the many pictures that I hope all the listeners will be sharing of the parade. I know it's I common. do want parade memories because one of the other things with this podcast is we touch on these things and even though we're going on parades right now, um, we might come back to parades because it's the things I forgot. Again, we're just talking. I'm only going on memories of one parade because I wrote these down. Um, if I didn't write stuff down, I couldn't recount this. Dude, stuff. there's no way. I don't write anything down, and that's why I forget. My my Plus, only. Plus, add to me my drinking. You didn't drink as I, much. I know. And see, Dan. Okay, piece of shit, Dan, who loves to call me and give recaps of episodes. He said that to him, the most amazing thing. Well, twofold. Number one, how much you would drink back in the day and then be up and ready to go the next morning for a weekend game. Because I wanted to do it again. Because you wanted to do it again, but you were older than all the rest of those guys. They were younger, more energetic, whatever, yeah. and they couldn't hang with you, number one. That's right. Number two, the memory. Yeah, I mean, a lot of you're bringing memories back that a lot of these people forgot about. And Yeah, and, and then it triggers, and then all of a sudden now we're hearing other things uh, from people at the same parade, and sometimes I like hearing stories of myself. Who doesn't? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm like... <laughs> You know, one day when the books are written, I want to be in the books. And, boy, there are some stories. You should write the you books, You know, Navy too. Tommy talking about me knocking down a chair that's bolted to the floor. <laughs> I managed to stumble into it and do that. Yeah. The guy was like, that's been bolted there for four years. This guy knocked it down. That was a hard laugh. But that was the, that was the 98 parade. Which yeah. was the other parade that you went? You said you went to two. I must have went to the ones before that because... Uh, Did you go to 96? Because that's when we got jaded and knew what the parades were about. Yeah. I even We actually even made it once towards where that... Ceremony of table was, and we actually watched that boring ceremony. Giuliani was mayor in '96. He was actually right? he yeah. was mayor of all the Yankee championships, uh-huh, I would imagine, uh-huh. right? except for I 09. believe so. Yeah, he was even when we get into something later. He, in '94, he was still around. So '94. Yeah, he was there for the Rizzuto night that we're going to touch on. Giuliani, jeez, yeah, you're, he was there for some reason, unless there. he was there as a DA. Uh, he was on the field. I wrote it down. What's going on in the back? Oh, is that dog all right? I thought a dog was getting punched in your neighbor's yard. But anyway, I digress. 94. Well, Julian, 01 Bloomberg took over. All right, I don't want to turn this hey, what into we like do, a what whole are we political doing here? <laughs> We already talked about Betsy McCoy Ross. But now we're talking about Trump. No, but you didn't. But I ask you. So you were there in 98. Which was the other parade? You, or you don't remember, you're saying? I must have been at the... Uh, 96. 96. Yeah. So 96, that. 98, and then you were done. No 99, yeah, no 2000, sure no, no 2009, obviously. Yeah, well. Okay. 2009, I, w- I went to only, I mean, only Did you cool see me thing. there? 
I'm trying to remember. Did you look for me? I did. Well, here's wow. the here's the thing. It was organized. Like there was an, an, the entire group. The 39 we did that slash too. 203. We, we met at a certain yeah. spot. They they took up, and obviously I'm, Tina had a lot to do with it, but they took up almost like an entire block. We did that too. A couple group yeah. photos. It was pretty cool. The, the parade We even itself, ended up where the, where, the, where the presentation was. By the way, one of the funny things that I did, I remember News, uh, News 1 was doing a live thing, and I recorded it. I wasn't there because I was at the parade, but I recorded it. One of the funniest things ever, dude, I wish I had that tape. Watching that later with beers in my apartment, like a bunch of us drinking and watching like coverage of the parade and people interviewed. And we still do that now on New Year's Eve at my house. It's yeah. like we laugh at stuff like that. Dude, yeah. that was funny. I you wish gotta, I had that. You got to digitize those. You gotta digitize I don't think them. I have them anymore. I think I dumped them. Do you know, do you know when I moved from uh, Long Island City, I had like 60 tapes of Mystery Science Theater, 3,000 episodes. And I gave him the Grover. Oh, God. I don't know what happened to him. Probably at his bar. I had a whole bunch of pornography, and I was trying to give that away. Some people took some. I ended up having to leave it by a dumpster. And how funny is that? that someone must have found that bag, because I remember the next day it was gone. Some guy probably saw a duffel bag. He's like, is this a bomb? Is this, like, a valuable? You, you could have had, like, a giveaway for a random interlude I game. should have. Take well, you know, porn. dude, do you realize that I used to have, like, a library, you know, system where people would borrow and they'd write their name down and I would tell them, you you got to give me back that tape. Uh, someone else wants it. But uh, Blast from the past. Nobody and, uses VHS. And I had some tapes like The Parade, but I think in the course of moving a few times, you only have so much space. And I, I do still have a VCR. Well, figures, look at me. You know I would. <laughs> Did I not have one? Tom says, look at me, and he points to the Islander logo, which is also symbolic of the 1980s, VCR's yeah, yeah, Islander logos. But speaking of the 80s, why don't you say we take a quick 80s break now that we're doing – we've done another 20 minutes, and it feels like nothing. Just to check. Wait, make do sure we, have to, we have to sing Flock of Seagulls song or something? Uh, the only one I know is Run Away. What about I ran, That's the I ran so far away. Couldn't okay. get away. All right, we're back. We hope you enjoyed the Flock of Seagulls. But um, before we got into the Flock of Seagulls and the VHSs, we were still talking parades. And you mentioned to me that you, you had a few more parade tidbits to talk about. So why don't you go Yeah, ahead. this is the uh, highlight of the parade tidbit. 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 T-I-D-B-I-T. Let me tell you this. <laughs> one, of the, one of the weapons that I was armed with was these crackers. And they were literally crackers with a little bit of cheese in it and ham. Did you call your weapons crackers? Is that what you said? No, I called my crackers snacks? weapons. Yeah. Your crackers were your weapons. They weren't your yeah. snack. They were your... Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. I'm just so making sure I'm listening. I had these crackers, and I noticed something interesting during the course of the events. When you would throw these, they would kind of break apart. It wasn't like throwing a hot dog. You ever hear the stories about a hot dog guy shooting hot dogs in the crowd and the, <laughs> the bag comes off and the hot dog goes in 80 directions? Never, never. Someone actually sued over that. <laughs> but I'm visualizing the crack. You're talking about like the crackers you dip in the soup. The, uh, what the I hell I don't know. No, it looked like those crackers you could buy at like the, the deli. You're over there, you're buying like, uh, you know, beef jerky and a Coke and you see the crackers and they go, oh, this looks interesting. And you like pick, a little cheese in the middle. And you pick them up and they break apart. Like yes. they're strong crackers yeah, and yeah. then they're shit crackers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. I'm using them as a weapon. So, 
one of the double decker buses is coming, and I'm like, I'm I still have them in my jacket because I, you know, I was wearing these thermal, I mean, these sweatshirts with these pockets that I have my hands in now because we are again doing it in the deck in the winter. We're great. The sun is setting. It's beautiful. We we've killed this winter, by the way. This winter tried to stop us. You know, you jinxed this. Oh thing. fuck. Go ahead. Is this gonna be another opening day where we're sticking beer in the snow? <laughs> like, keeping our beer cold in the snowstorm. Anyway, go ahead. No, it's fuck. good. No, but I um, did. I did. I so this. here comes this bus. And I'm I'm loaded up and I'm throwing crackers. This is the best part of the this this is worth this is worth listening to the podcast for. Some of you might know this story. So here comes this bus and I'm throwing shit. So all of a sudden I see like an upper deck and there's more space than on the other ones. A lot of times people are crowded together. And then therefore you know you're gonna hit someone, the shrapnel's gonna get somebody, but I'd rather have like scattered targets where you're aiming at one person and you're, you're hitting them. So I'm aiming at this one person and I throw it and it kind of spins to the side. And here comes the cracker and it's breaking into its pieces in the air. Do you know, and I, I could tell by now you don't know who I hit with this cracker. No, I, I'm You've eagerly, missed this story. I, I'm eagerly anticipating. I have not. Are you saying it wasn't that, Joe Torrey. Are you saying that there are listeners that know this story? Yeah, there probably are. Well, I, I blogged it years ago. I don't. Go ahead. It was not Joe Torrey. Joe Torrey had family. Oh, my God. It wasn't Frank Torrey. I, oh. Do you want to take a wild guess who it might have been? Was it Torrey's wife? No, it was worse. It was Sister Marguerite. Oh, my God. His sister. His nun sister. Oh. <laughs> I hit a nun with a cracker that had ham and cheese. Tom, to answer the question that you asked me before we started recording, yeah. I think I know what picture we'll use for this episode now. <laughs> Sister Marguerite getting photoshopped, getting hit with ham and crackers. If Grover can get off yeah. his ass, yeah. The best part of it is she's looking at me. She knows I did it. She's, oh, did she yeah. see it coming, or was this after This was after I think she got a hit? Rule. You know, I haven't had stuff thrown at me in a while. I've, I've actually had a lot. Of, well, no. You know I had fire thrown at me once. I was about to ask you, uh, yeah. when you're done with this story, top three craziest things ever thrown at you in your life when you want A fireball of toilet paper. I'll, I'll, I'll get into that Let's, in a second. That, that's I'm, a story. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm holding you to this. We're not forgetting yeah, about yeah. that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, stuff. Uh, I've had wooden spoons. I had a chair. <laughs> Someone once tried to throw a crutch at me. They missed. No, I'm going to go back to the toilet paper thing. But... um. So yeah, no. So I hit her, and um, she's looking at me. And the funniest thing, and I guess I feel bad. It, again, these things don't hurt. But I, I was wondering because she didn't seem to try to duck it. So I guess that at a point you're just like you're gonna get stuff thrown at you. So just roll with it. Did, did you hit you her? Don't want to show reaction. Did I don't recall honestly. I I, I you, wish I could tell where. Right. I want to ask. Did you I, hit her above the neck? Well, or don't below forget the it neck? was scattered. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I hit her in the head with the ham and the cracker piece. So you got her nun, whatever habit thing you call it, dirty. Habit. Yeah, habit. You got it dirty. You're a good Catholic, better than me. But um. Oh no. Did, did yeah. I <laughs> you hesitate when I said that. No, I'll tell you something though. Um, I felt bad, but again, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> You you felt bad for hitting a nun. How many people could say I've hit Sister Marguerite with a ham and cheese cracker? <laughs> I can say that. I never heard this. Story. Should I put that on my resume? Yes. <coughs> I'm using it in the description of the episode. Let I me never go heard, back I to the fireball. Um, okay. No, no, no. Yeah. Top three now, because you said a few. 
but give me the give me the well, items uh, and the, the story. Top three things ever thrown at Sheriff Tom. So well, the I, crutch. The there crutch. was um, I got into an argument. Somebody was on a cr- on crutches, and they hit me like you know when you're like I guess if you were standing next to someone with a crutch and you kind of just like lift it and hit them on the leg, but it doesn't hurt because yeah. you know whatever. So I kind of I'm not proud of it, but I kind of like swept the leg a little. And, they fell. You did what you had to do. It's fine. Yeah, and then he took it like a spear and he kind of <laughs> threw it in. Not proud. The karate, um, the karate kid. I could go back life. 35, 40 years and, you know, I guess mom threw a wooden spoon at me. But the, who, whose mom did it? I was about to say, yeah. I think she even took it off the wall to do that. I've been hit with worse if we're talking. You know what hurt the most? What, what hurt the most? You know what? The tra- you, you ever have like a race car track? Those little uh, slot cars? The, like that the kids play with? Yeah, yeah. How the hell did you get hit with that? Well, it takes a lot of work because what you need to do is take it apart. You got to pull the little prongs out and then yeah. pick it up and then hit someone with it. You know what? You know, I know those prongs. You know you put... did something bad when they're looking for a weapon and they pick it up and. My son is into those race cars, so I know exa- the exact prongs you're talking about. Yeah. Like, so yeah. Now imagine here. if yeah. you yeah if, if he's bad, you want to give him a little smack on the butt. <laughs> I don't know about that. I know this was like 40 years ago. We they were able to do this. Then you pop it out and That's you bad. walk over and you give him a smack on the butt. Those hurt. <laughs> Now, how did the how did the toilet paper get lit on fire? How did it get thrown at you? And who threw it at you? And why did they throw it at you? It's in a bar, which oh is uh, stunning God. in itself, right? And um, I honestly, I can tell you this honestly, I don't recall what I said. But you know me. Anyone who's listening to this that really knows me knows that I have a knack for really, really ticking people off. <laughs> okay? It's not even what I say. I make a face. I make that that face, that annoyed. You know, I've literally had women, and I'm not making light of this. I've had women go, listen, I've been treated worse than anyone in the world by certain guys, and I, I never hit them. I wanted to, but I didn't. You didn't do anything half as bad, and I hit you because of that face you made or whatever. You say that with pride, too, right? Yeah, so I'm yeah. in this bar, and I get into an argument with somebody, and she's walking away. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Keep going. <laughs> and, you know, it wasn't even my girlfriend at the time. And I could see these stories because, again, this is so many years ago, and uh-huh. it's it's fine. And it wasn't even a girlfriend. I didn't even know this person. So she leaves, and I'm like, yeah, keep going. All of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I see, like, <laughs> action. She literally throws a ball of fire at me. It misses by a lot. It wasn't even, maybe she did it on purpose. It goes over my head, between the bar and the wall, skitters down. The bartender calmly walks over, stamps it out, looks at her and goes, you're out of here. <laughs> Which bar was this? I don't remember. You know, right? uh, yeah. By the way, we'll get into that. I found the thing of uh, 1985, I was in like 30, uh, 58 different bars in yeah. 1995. I used to have a date book. I, I just got it. I, I, you put something in my head. If we ever make T-shirts for yeah. this podcast, I want on the back of the shirt to be in quotes. We'll get into that. Dot dot dot. Quote. Yeah, yeah. It's we'll podcast get into that. in itself, and it's a podcast yeah, in the itself. The 1995 date book. I just, I just stumbled on this. I went into like, I, I'm, I don't remember the exact number. It was a lot of bars, 58 bars. I think I walked into bars uh, 157 times that year, <laughs> and some of them multiple times. But yeah, yeah. so I don't remember the bar. But um, so this goes on. She leaves. It turns out what they figured out what she did is she went into the bathroom, got a roll of toilet paper. You would think that you maybe could just take a match, a lighter, and light it, but she did more than that. Apparently, she took some nail polish remover oh or, my God. or something like that, and she doused this the toilet paper with it. Woman. Yeah, Holy and shit. then she walked out and she lit it, and once it started on fire, she tossed it at me. 
Now, in fairness, <laughs> no, in fairness, if that hit me, I don't think it would have lit me on fire. It probably would have bounced off. Maybe it would have burned me for no, a second. you'd be fine. You'd I also don't fine. know if she did on purpose where she threw it in my direction because, again, it missed by a lot yeah. to where it was almost comical. Um, but, yeah, if anyone on uh, listening to this podcast has had fire thrown at them, <laughs> please write in because I'd like to know if your story can top that. Well, uh, my story can't top it, but, you know, we're here. We're smoking cigars. When I first started, Cho will like this story. When I first started smoking You won't like cigars, the story that mine went out again. Yeah, That's here, sure. here, here's my torch. Thank you, bro. When I first started uh, smoking cigars and getting, like, these torch lighters, uh, you know, they give you the, uh, the the canisters to refill them with the uh, with the with the fluid, the lighter fluid. So I must have been like missing with the fluid and it was dripping on my shirt, but it was also dripping on my skin. So when I went to light the lighter and the flame went, it, it hit my skin and my shirt oh. ignited the fluid and my hand and shirt were on fire. This was like five years ago. And I was like. Uh, Terry Funk in the uh, Chainsaw Charlie in the Japanese death matches, like hitting my chest trying to get the fire out. Completely different story than yours, but it's what it made. Well, me one think of the of. good things about me is you'll find that whenever someone has a story, I have <laughs> you one can too. Top it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a flaming shot once, and I don't know what was on my hand that caused this, but someone handed me a flaming <laughs> shot, and my hand was doing a shake, and next thing I know, my fingers are burning. Yeah. Right, but. As a good person, I didn't just drop it. I calmly walked three or four steps to put the glass down while my hand and the flaming shot were burning. It was still on fire. Yeah, and I remember one of the shameful moments of my life is going to my grandma Vicky's house <laughs> and having her poke the little the burns. Yeah, yeah, the, the bubbles. Bubble, yeah. It looked like I had, like, metrodomes on my yeah, finger. I've had those from taking things out of the store. Talking about stories where you, you're always like, can you top this or whatever— uh, there was a guy at my job. He just left my company. I like to say he escaped my company. Is this still a fire story? It's not a fire story, but it goes back to... No, you have a fire story? I have a quick fire story because yeah, it involves ahead. piece of shit, Dan. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. We used to go... Shane, Shane Clark, a union bar bartender, mm-hmm. now FDNY, great guy. Uh, during the era where we would do union bar after Friday night games and, and piece of shit, Dan would obviously frequent it and run up a bar tab you know, for God knows what. Shane one night was giving out there were a bunch of young ladies who was probably trying to help us impress them gave us flaming shots so he handed us the shots so you can imagine the floor of a bar is filled with spilled liquor yes. right yeah. my hands were getting you know liquor spilt as i was passing the shots to the point where finally the spilled liquor on my hand caught the fire and like that's, the previous th- that's story, probably what happened, that's what happened. Yeah. my hand caught on fire so your hands on fire what do you do? You you instinctively drop whatever's you in your do, hands. You do, like I just said. I walked three exactly. feet and put it down. So, no, not that's what you do because you're yeah. an expert. No, no, I, no, no. Yeah. I didn't do it. That's why my hand burned. Yeah, no, but listen to what oh, I did a, you as should. a young idiot. You throw it? I dropped the shot glass onto a ground that already oh. has all this spilt liquor In a fireman's bar. And a, in a fireman. Well, he wasn't a fireman yet. That's but, probably why I became one. But what? you know what? <laughs> we'll ask him one day. And he's probably, I mean, I got, you know what? I'm going to send him this episode because he's not on Facebook. But the the floor tom lit on fire. Now Union Bar was like a teeny bopper bridge and tunnel like NYU. So a lot of young kids in this bar. Tom Shane probably his first ever like firefighter episode story hops over the bar. Immediately like gets you know the towels doing what he can gets all the bus boys. The the, the floor was probably on fire for like let's say ten <laughs> seconds. But those ten seconds That's felt like best. forever. 
Now, I'm not, I don't, I'm probably not drunk at the point, at that point, but I'm also not, you know, uh, scared. I'm kind of like chuckling at what's going on. And he turned around and gave me a look like you're like, he, like he wanted to throw me out. Yeah. At, at, at the time he was pissed. 10 minutes later, we laughed about it, but I came very close to setting union bar on fire. And because of a and, flaming shot, but who was I passing the shot to? Do they still do piece I'm, I'm, of I'm, shit, Dan? And he didn't take it. If that piece of shit oh, just took the shot the way, glass out gonna, of my hand, he'll have some comments on this. Yeah. 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 Well, he, let's see if he Are remembers still a the thing. Story. What flaming shots. You know what you're Who talking would to a hand guy that does a flaming shot. They, they these are the t- that's why I said bridge and tunnel, college bar because that's where they. No, I don't. But who would hand me a flaming shot? Uh, um, I don't know. No, going back to real quick, the uh, guy at my job that left. Um, one of the funnier exchanges. This is a conversation most of you people would never have. We were talking about drinking, and he goes, "I fell down a waterfall once, and I was able to say, so did I.'" <laughs> Dude, I mean, <laughs> think about that. And by the way, you're gonna love this. Go ahead. I just realized. Guess who's tied into that story? Who? Piece of shit Dan. Oh, uh, you know what? This is turning. He was we're there. spending too much time on this guy. Go. I want to hear the story. We oh. were. Uh, Go well, ahead. It, this is a podcast in itself. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and he'll fill in the details. But long story short, I'll skip over all the uh the intro to it. But we were at this creek. Uh, I think it was during our Hall of Fame trip. We were driving upstate, and we saw this creek, and people are jumping in the water. Great story about you guys driving back, yeah. by the way, from Toronto last episode with Milton. I was Thank dying you. at that story. Yeah. So I climb up on this rock. People are jumping off the rock, and I, I admit, I, I thought I could do it, but I was scared. I, I didn't want to jump the height, which makes it ironic that I ended up falling down a waterfall. <laughs> but So I end up going, and I'm wading in the water, and I'm letting the water take me, and I, I don't know if I drink some <laughs> or not, but... I'm having fun, and all of a sudden, I kind of see, like, an oh, shit situation where there's, like, a waterfall. And, uh, yeah. So I go over the waterfall, and um, apparently— are you, are you, you're, And you're fully clothed, I would imagine? I don't recall. <laughs> this is where a guy like Dan comes in. How do we stop on the side of the road and just get into fucking water? Dan or, Dan or People would jump it off rocks. So yeah. um, it's a five-foot drop. The problem is that five foot underneath it was more rocks. So, yes, I hurt my butt bone. <laughs> hurt the butt bone. But, dude, is there anyone else in the world that ever had that conversation? I fell down a waterfall. So did I. If you told me when we first started recording these things back in November that at some point you were going to tell me about the time you fell down a waterfall, I'd yeah. tell you you're full of shit. Yeah. So uh, you, nothing seems to amaze me. By this episode, what is this, six or seven? This is episode I seven. I thought it was eight. Eight? No, we had Tom. Uh, I'm doing multiples of three. Tom Drum. David Wells, Steve Milton, six. This is oh, six, yeah. right? Yeah. No, well, I, if you count I, the I count pilot, it. Well, I count, count that. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Um, I'll wrap up my parade thing with only one other thing that I recall. We went to Jeremy's after. Tradition. And uh, the one thing that I did write down about that is we were doing a kick line to New York, New York, and I fell on my my ass. So once again, I hurt the butt bone. <laughs> that butt bone. Can you imagine doing like a, I wonder if I took anyone down with me. I did not mention that, but how does one guy in a kick line fall and not take down at least one or two other people? You wonder if you hurt your butt bone by taking anybody down on you? Hey now. <laughs> hey oh. Hello. <laughs> I wish I had my, oh no, Mr. Bill. <laughs> now listen, um, we covered parades and I think we'll probably get back to them because again, we want stories. Well, we got to hear. There's, there's, there's parades that we didn't. Oh well, yeah, two thousand. I, I didn't write down the parades. I remember there's, throwing stuff. Um, I remember watching them, but I don't have vivid 
like I, you know, I was recounting specific stories. And you too, like, uh, did you enjoy your time at the parades? Do you want to ask the listeners to share parade stories? Is that what well, we're for at? now, yes. Yeah. For now, listen, do me a favor. For now, we're, we're working on different things, including voicemails and things like that. But for now, boxseatsuck39 at gmail.com, whether it's parades or anything we talk about, share stories. We may read them on the air. It may trigger a memory to me or tone. Absolutely. And you will always be credited for it. And one day, um, you know, the more that you contribute... We may go, yo, this has to be a guest. We need to talk to this person. Yeah. Um, I will say this. We do get a lot of feedback personally. Uh, we are getting hundreds of listens, and the Facebook page is doing great. Isn't that crazy, by the way? You're not exaggerating because no. I, I monitor it. We literally get minimum, minimum 250 listens an episode. Yeah. Um, and it'll only grow, I think, when people that, find it. And that's minimum, and it keeps growing. And we said it earlier, Vinny, who... I thought a very nice gesture on his part. He shared the link to our site, and yeah. it boosted a few listens afterwards. Very grateful. And I still get, like, even Andy yesterday, uh, and a few guys today even, you know, we'll share these episodes, or Tom will share the links the same day, and, you know, you, you hear a lot of feedback in the few days to follow. But weeks, or in some cases months later, you still have a random guy. Hey, yeah, I'm and just catching people are just up with catching this up. and that. Yeah, um, which is the beauty of the podcast. One right? of the funny things, though, I... I I find is um, with all the Facebook uh, feedback and the feedback we get and the texts and the emails, do you know how many emails have come into Section 39? <laughs> BoxSeatsSuck39.com? Over, under, one and a half. One. And do you know what it was? I, I don't have it in front of me. I will tell it next time. It's a talking animal joke because if you remember, I am... I am a fan, as you know, I already said it, I'm a fan of stilts, I'm a fan of of um, pogo sticks, and I'm a fan of talking animal jokes. Yeah. Any time an animal's in a, a joke talking, it already is leaning funny, and you really have to screw up the joke to make it not funny. Yeah. Um, and I was sent a talking animal joke, <laughs> and it actually wasn't funny. So, you know, at least we're getting use out of it. We're getting something out of it. You know, hey, a, a lot of people have a lot of things to say. Utilize the email. And like yeah. Tom said, you know, at some point, I mean, can, well, I do want to read. And by the way, before we go, well, before we sign off, and this episode's going to be longer than I thought it would be, but that's fine. Before we sign off, I do have a couple of things I do want to read um, that came in that we I want to address. So, do you want to take another quick? Because now, this yeah, is, we're going to take a break. This we're we're a done with parades. Twenty-minute segment now. So why don't we take another yeah, break? Yeah. Uh, what '80s song are we singing to go to break? <sighs> take it on the run, baby. If that's, that's the way, way you want, want it, baby. baby. Uh, nah, 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 you don't want you around. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right, we're back from another break, another 80s song. and Another uh, cigar lighting. Another cigar lighting. So I, I did check in on the Facebook group, and there were over-unders, so uh, they'll have to keep tabs on how many times you had to light it. But uh, there was another game that you told me you wanted to talk about during the break, Tom. Yeah, so we've, we we, we've addressed this, and what we're going to do with the with – the, um, with, with the podcast, when we don't have guests, we're probably going to always do a scorecard. Uh, again, I have hundreds of them. And um, I noted stuff. And there's some funny, funny, funny stuff. This podcast was already meant... Uh, podcast. How many beers am I in now? <laughs> <laughs> this scorecard was already mentioned. We talked about it. Uh, Tom, why don't you introduce uh, or, or give me a little bit of a background on August 19th, 1994. Or is it August 19th? It's probably yeah, the, August 9th. It's probably the 9th, which we yeah. still... Anyway, in the Gangbang Steve episode, we mentioned Phil Rizzuto night. Yep. 
uh, which was uh, significant because we, I guess we were all there, right? I, uh, Steve yeah. said he was there. You were there. And I by the way, uh, when I'm wrapping it up, there were people that we didn't know were there that were there. Um, tremendous. That yeah. I got contributions from. And th this goes back to in time, we're going to have contributions from everybody that can contribute. Um, so I, I was, I, I guess the, the date came in question because, of course, August of 94 yeah. is when the strike hit. And this, by the way, was originally scheduled for a weekend. It was going to okay. be Phil Rizzuto Day. And they pushed it up And they pushed it up because of the strike. Exactly. Yeah, so I don't remember how it happened. You know, back in, in those days, my father would get opening day, and then he'd get, like, a celebratory day like that, and we would go as a family. So we were all there. If you remember in the Steve episode, I had my mother take a picture of the actual flyer in, in the garage of the home I grew up in. Uh, she still has it. What I remember from that game, now 94, so I'm 15. I'm, no, I'm, no, not 82. So 12. I'm 12 going on, no, I was born in 82. I'm 11 going on 12. Spoiler alert. I was a lot older. <laughs> yeah. my, math is, my math is a little off. But I'm 11 years old going on 12. I remember, you know, the, the strike in question sort of having a little bit of a, giving it a little bit of a melancholy feel. But I'm 11 years old. I don't know, you know, CBA and unions and all that. I'm thinking they could change their minds like that yeah. and we can have baseball the next day which obviously wasn't the case. I remember two things. Well, I remember being there with my family. But I remember two things. I remember it being emotional because, you know, Rizzuto obviously at that point was still calling Yankee games, and it was a, a big deal to mention, uh, to, to honor him. But I also remember being in, and this is my only memory, so feel free, you know, you take it away no, after go this. Ahead. <laughs> we, <laughs> we were in the left field uh, box seats, and in those days, even outside of the bleachers, the stadium was just rowdy. So when you used to walk up the tunnels in the box seats, obviously the minute that you sort of hit like, you know, the daybreak, you turn around and you look up. Remember, I guess, those little overhangs where they would have pictures of like uh, championship teams from the past and above those pictures would be like, you know, a, a few seats. And basically, if you leaned over, you're looking down into the tunnel. Yeah. There was a guy that was so drunk and in such a hurry to get beers that he didn't want to wait to go walk down the stairs with the rest of the fans. So he hopped over the um, the overhang or whatever you want to call it. So obviously what happened to him? He fucking fell on his head. Oy. He fell on his head. Wow. And I remember even now, all these years later, hearing the thud. Wait, we just sound this, start this off on a downer. <laughs> Ambulance, stretcher, uh. the whole thing. Um, I think it might have even made like a, a, a radio show the next. Why day. was a beer guy like that not in the bleachers? Uh, well, he probably was, you know, your rowdy quote unquote bleacher type fan. Yeah. But there you go, Tom. I remember two things from Phil Rizzuto wow. day. I remember Phil Rizzuto's speech. I didn't. I didn't. And I remember this guy. No, you remember something else himself. we're gonna get into. <laughs> but uh, I, 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 you know, wow. Um, how am I gonna top that? No uh, pressure here. Yeah. By the way, one of the sad, you said the word melancholy, which uh, is is a good word. Um, can you imagine there were 50,000 people there on a Tuesday night? Yeah. Well, what does that tell you about the whole strike thing? Yeah. What a fucking waste. No, nah, dude, it was terrible. And I'm telling you, I, I remember just being a kid thinking... You know, I mean, everybody knew the strike was coming, but yeah. I was young and innocent. I'm like, ah, they'll figure it out. They'll no, figure it out. No, I don't remember. I, I do remember one thing that was written on the scorecard was uh, we're going out loud, you know, because we, we, we had that reality. I don't recall. I can't sit here all these years later and go, yeah, we had this, you know, anything I didn't write like that. But 
Um, I don't even remember what our thinking was, whether or not this was going to end at some point. And, you know, were we done? But we knew for now we were done. And like I said, we were going to go out loud. Um, at the point of time, I noted we were eight games up on the second place Orioles. Which, which by the way, that had more to do than anything with the fact that that strike really sucked for Yankees. Well, fans. imagine how it sucked for Expos Yeah, fans. there you go. It was and supposed you know, to be us in the Expos. That came yeah. up unrelated at work a couple of days ago. Well, I did mention... Uh, well, I'm talking about the before on the podcast, and because uh, um, I do uh, show the podcast at work. Thank you. But uh, no, and you know, it's just um, the guy immediately mentioned the Expos, and yeah. um, and then you know we could we could twist this over to hockey strikes and all these strikes, and it just drives you crazy. But fifty thousand people on a Tuesday night, I believe it was a Tuesday night. Um, I guess that also shows respect for Phil Rizzuto. Yeah. But it also might have been people getting in the quote-unquote last licks. <laughs> the last game before the strike, wasn't it Oakland, right? It was like, I think, Yankees-Oakland. That uh, might be another scorecard. Yeah. No, actually, this was my last game. I don't know if there was one after that because I think there was. Uh, my next game is May 1st, 1994. No, that can't be. Did I miss the whole month of April in 95? <laughs> you might have. That's a podcast in itself. Were you out of commission yeah, for a whole month? I, well, no, that has happened. There are missing scorecards. Um, by the way, I'll get this in in case I forget it. It turns out. That year, I ended up doing 28 games with a 16 and 12 record, which was quite opposite of when I went to 86. In 86, I went to, uh, I believe, 20 games or something like that. That was 3 and 17 or 80, something ridiculous. 86 like or 96? 86. The first year I was able to drive to games. Yeah. I wasn't in the bleachers, yeah, but yeah, the first yeah. year I was able to go, hey, I could get in my own car and drive myself. Wait, how, you were keeping uh, scorecards in 86? No. Okay. You just you but you have the the record. You were yes, the record. I was key. I had a little book. So in '86 you were you were three and what three something and like three and seven. Because I might be wrong on that, but close. That so was, was really good, bad. That was a good Yankee team. That, which makes it even funnier. Yeah. <laughs> this is the same reason why I'm driving to work in the morning and hitting every red light. And yeah. by the way, I'm going to go off topic for a second. Listen, this is a fact. If you drive with me, you're going to see I'm not making this up. I'm the king of yellow lights and the king of red lights. I talk about it all the time. People go, Tom is bullshitting. I had to drive a guy home from work one day from Uniondale. I didn't even remember complaining to him about this problem I have with lights. I get him to Uniondale. We stopped in front of his house. He goes, dude. I'm like, yes. <laughs> he goes, I got to tell you something. I'm like, yeah. He goes, I've never seen what I just saw. <laughs> he goes, you're within like 100 feet of a light, and it turns yellow, and you have to break. And he goes, and it happens over and over. I'm like, dude, I told everybody that. He goes, you told me. My brother, I had to drive my brother somewhere once. He was here watching a pay-per-view. I had to pick my daughter up at youth group. I'm driving her over there. My brother's in the car. He doesn't say anything until we get back. He goes, dude, I thought you were making, making up stuff. He goes, I've never seen someone get hit by so many lights. So, yes, these things happen. I can go to a Yankee awesome. winning season in 86 and awesome. still see... 85% losses. Awesome. I found this melancholy, to go back to that word. Um, they played a tribute to Phil Rizzuto in the beginning of the game, and they played the song My Life, and uh, that was the song I danced with my mom at my wedding. Emotional. And uh, God bless my mom. I Emotional. miss her very much. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of people, uh, dignitaries on hand. Mel Allen, Joe D., and uh, God bless Joe D, but I hope he wasn't annoyed if he wasn't announced last. Have you ever, well, have you ever read his biographies? I did. Uh, did you read the book uh, about the guy that knew him, Dinner with DiMaggio? No, but. I'm going to recommend that book. Wh what am I doing right now? I'm reaching to my bag. Yeah. Which one has you got there? I am reading this right now. Yes. And the re so I'm reading Joe DiMaggio, uh, 
how the cover ripped off. What the fuck's the name of this? It's on site. Look at the spine, brother. No, it just says Joe DiMaggio, but it's got to be, is it? It's Joe DiMaggio by Richard Ben Kramer. And the only reason I even say that is because in reading his biography right now, I guarantee you there's no way Joe D went to that game without getting paid. He did not yeah. go no, I know. That unless is true. they were paying him. No Yo, way. People used to always complain on Real Yes quick. Network when yeah. they used to show the um, the, the uh, intros and you have Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, all these players. They'd go, where's Joe DiMaggio? Yeah. And they'd be really mad at the Yes Network and they'd go, hey, listen, we would love to have Joe DiMaggio. By the way, can you put that on uh, on the podcast page? Joe DiMaggio. Can I take a picture? I'm going to take a picture. Joe DiMaggio, The Hero's Life by Richard Kramer. He ben just picked up Kramer. the ripped cover of the, uh, yeah, of the so thing I'm going to put I, on there. I read this on the, uh, on the railroad. Uh, in the morning. No, God bless Joe and it's D. A great, listen, it's a great story. It's a great American no, story, too. God bless, really but again, but he was as prick. I said, on Yes Network, people were like, where's Joe D? And they were yelling at Yes Network because they were showing the highlights of, of Mickey and Babe and Thurman. And they're like, look, we'd love to use Joe DiMaggio, but he wants me, to get dude. paid. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Um, and he was an insecure fuck, which you could see in well, the way the You remember the even the, the Billy Martin, when he came back as manager, he was going to be introduced last, so it was going to be a surprise to the crowd. Yes. Joe D put up a big beef on that yeah, on because he day. needs yeah. to be last. And Billy, who is to me is God, I love Billy, yeah. complete opposite. Complete opposite. Yep. So but I digress. But he was there, and and it's funny that we talk about that because I just mentioned on the podcast when I was independently talking about this. I wondered if he was pissed off because yeah. he wasn't the guy. A hundred, a hundred percent. You know who else was, was there? Enos Country Slaughter. Uh, I love it. Now here's where it gets kind of funny. So Bill White's there, and he gave. Uh, I wrote down he gave uh, Phil Rizzuto some sort of ring. Okay. Frank Messer was there, and. I love, and we were there. Think about yeah. think about the connection. That's a Yankee royalty yeah. from like you know the golden era, and we were actually there to see it. That's pretty cool. Here's the funny one about Frank Messer. Uh, I always remember this story. They were, during the Yankee rain delays back in the day, they didn't. They would end up putting on an Abbott Costello episode on Channel Eleven or yeah. Laurel and Hardy, right? Honey but sometimes they would kill time. And do you know there was a game where he was reading a recipe or recipes on the air, and it's a fabled story. And I, I, I'm going to look it up, and I want to know what he was reading about. But, Tone, let me ask you a question. Go ahead. If you had to read a recipe on the air, what do you, what, what's your recipe? You don't have to give the whole recipe. What, what would the dish be? If I had to read, if, if I was doing uh, color commentary for the Yankees in a rain delay in the 80s or 90s, and I needed to fill time, as they say in television, and read a recipe on the air, I would read my mother's recipe for her pasticcio, which is like a Greek version of lasagna. Yeah, I'll make her. You know what? I'll make her uh, cook it for us for one podcast, right, and we'll yeah. eat it on the air. Pasticcio. And maybe if you guys are lucky, we'll po- he'll post the recipe on the site. <laughs> we don't want that out to everybody. It's kind of a secret thing. If you guys are lucky. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're not just gonna give them stuff. <laughs> what would you read on? Give the air us stuff. If you could read a recipe, what would you? read I make on the one air? good thing. It's called Rebel Rice. I got it out of a Civil War cookbook. And meanwhile, the Civil War soldiers were not eating this. They were eating, like, Grover is a big fan of hardtack. They were eating hardtack. But uh, veteran families from the years uh, have recipes. They sent in recipes. It's called Rebel Rice. It's very simple. Anyone can make it. Um, but I'm not going to give it out because then people would realize it's very easy. And then <laughs> what if they Google Rebel Rice? They're not going to find it. They got to buy this book. Oh, really? Okay. But okay. here's the funny part about it. Um, I make it, and people are like this is great. They think I slave in the kitchen or do something crazy for it. But it's the easiest recipe in the world. It's great. It's a great side. Wait, what did you say that Grover and the Civil War soldiers like to eat? Whenever I mention the Civil War, Grover goes, any hardtack? <laughs> I go, hey, I'm going to a Civil War meeting because I'm in a Civil War group. What's that? What's hardtack? 
hardtack is those crackers that they used to carry around and eat. That that's was like the one thing that they could put they in ate, their bags huh? yeah. that they could have. And dude, it was it was a toothbreaker. It yeah. was like yeah. think about a cracker that you have to preserve, and then a, you a know guys would guys, dip it in coffee or water to eat it. But it was literally a lot like of eating them starved to death. Yeah, it was they? like yeah. literally eating gra- like glass. I mean, it was hard as a rock. So whenever I mention the Civil War, Grover goes any hardtack. <laughs> Do you think Grover would let you do one of your Civil War meetings at Diamond Dogs? He probably would, but I don't think my Civil War people would be interested. And by the way, I am part of a Civil War monthly group. And if you guys are interested, reach out to me (laughs) offline. I won't promote it here, but yes, please join me in Long Island once a month for a Civil War talk. Have you done any reenactments? No, um, I've seen reenactments. I was never a reenactor, okay. but I did go to one out in Patchogue, and I enjoyed it. Nice. But I was never a reenactor. I'm more of a history guy, listening to authors and stuff. Have you ever uh, done I-95 South? Have you ever done that drive, and you pass by all the, the battlefields yes. in the Carolinas? Yeah, pretty yep. cool. And I have a Gettysburg trip uh, planned later this year. <laughs> anyway, continue. Phil Rizzuto. Yeah, no, so message there. Bill White, uh, we talked about Rudy Giuliani. He's there. So, 94. Let's do some quick math. Bloomberg took over after 9-11. Oh, you're going back to politics? 2002. Can I talk about Betsy McCoy-Ross? Yes. So, Giuliani served two terms. So, 2002 minus eight years is 94. So, it must have been when he started, right? Yeah, he was there. Yeah, when he started cleaning up the city. Oh, and guess what? Governor Mary Cuomo was not there. However, he talked on the scoreboard and booed heavily. Yeah. Now, in fairness, well, any he, politician is going to be booed, but yeah, well, there's reasons to boo. I'd boo his son yeah. and, and his other, but that's a different I actually, episode. I actually, um, when I covered the legislature in Albany, I wrote a note to the governor's mansion, and all I wrote on it was boo. <laughs> and someone had to open it. It probably didn't get to him, but someone opened it and go, son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, if you remember, well, you don't remember. You said you don't remember. Maybe you do. Do you know what Philosudo got? A trip to visit the Pope. He got you know, a Pope papal visit. I don't remember that. No. He got a papal visit. Um, to show you where my mind was, I wrote down on the scorecard, no beer guy for 31 minutes. Oh, so I was terrible. clocking that. I know. And you were in th- you were in 39 that night. Yeah. How and, the hell and, does that happen? And not only that, I was obviously in the mood to buy beer, so you're leaving money on the table. 31 minutes. How many could you have finished in 31 minutes? Well, you have to finish them fast because they were... Hold on. Tom just cracked uh, I open. I hear that. Is this Austin? Yeah, another yeah, Stone so, Cold beer. So, um, the way I look at it, you have to drink them fast because they were in those wax cups. Now, if it wasn't a sunny day game, it might have lasted longer. But imagine drinking beers in those wax cups. Yeah. You ever drink beer in the stadium, Tony, or were you not a beer drinker in the stadium? Um, In the old stadium... In the old stadium, rarely. Like, when I was younger, I'm not a big beer guy to begin with. When I was younger, I wasn't a beer guy at all. And in the new stadium, I just, I, you, I can't justify paying those prices. No. When we go to the bodega and, what is it, $12? Do you know what you can get in the bodega for $12? Come on. Six tall boys. Yeah, and I'd rather, and I'm, I'm more of a uh, Where do you think, bourbon guy at this What do you think I'm going to be in on on opening day? <sighs> yeah, yeah. You've, you've kind of swayed me, too, to thinking about not going in opening day. Yeah, we're going to discuss yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. So that was where my mind was. Oh, God, the same type of thing. So they introduce a woman who represents the Hall of Fame. She comes on the field very solemn. You know, it's the Hall of Fame, a woman coming on the field. What are the bleachers chanting? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Show your tits! Show your... How old is this woman? <laughs> 
I don't know. That I didn't mark. I can't see from back there, you know. But uh, if she looked like Betsy McCoy Ross, I'd Well, you said the Hall of Fame, so I'm envisioning this, like, older, upstate, silver-haired, Cooperstown, 65-year-old woman. I don't know about you know, that. Maybe they were looking to try to get the younger fans in. You know, baseball always had that, let's get the younger demographic, yeah. you know. Um, 827 was a historic time on that day. Ali Ramirez, talking about the cowbell, played the bell. But guess what? That was his first and last bell of the night. I marked down that maybe he was in a pissy mood, but, like, again, he played the bell once the whole game. I don't know we, why. It was, to this day, it. we don't know, huh? First and last bell on the day before the strike, and that was it. I don't remember people yelling at him or whatever. Well, you said it. Maybe he was upset that the strike was looming. I, you know. You don't know. Um... You know this from the bleachers. When you see someone that looks like someone, they're going to yeah. get it. Yeah. So uh, somebody, unfortunately, looked like Bill White, who happened to be on the field. And you, they were yelling, down in front, Bill White. Another guy yelled, hey, Clarence Thomas, get the beer guy out here. He was big in the news back then for obvious reasons. One of my too. favorites was there was a guy that looked like Michael Stipe from REM. And someone stood up pointed at him and goes, that's him in the corner. You know? <laughs> Another, See, that's yeah. that that's that clever bleacher yeah. color. Uh, a guy looked like Shaggy from Scooby Doo and Grover, I think it was, got up and goes, Where'd yeah. you park the mystery machine? You know? <laughs> um we're gonna get into something really big that you'll know um in a second. Uh one of the notes on my scorecard someone's gonna have to look this up. There was a note about the Broncos and the 49ers and Steve Young, but it's unreadable. So what was going on in August of 94 about the Broncos, 49ers, 49, Young? 49ers won the Super Bowl, I think, that year. Because that was the, the – 94 was the – We're still a month the, away from football season. I know, but not maybe like with Steve Young. Joe Montana went to the Chiefs already. So, I don't know. I don't know. It's unreadable. Uh, Brady it? Anderson was out there. With the Brady's the lady chant was going on. So they uh, played the Orioles that night. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to get onto the lineup. I'm going to read the last Yankee lineup. Um, someone called the umpires scumpires. That's pretty interesting. <laughs> Clever. By the way, uh, we never do this. Let's give the umpires uh, their due. The if umpires that night were Larry McCoy, okay. Jim Evans, Daryl Cousins. Wasn't Jim Evans the guy from Good Times? Jim Evans was the Red Sox uh, outfielder, wasn't he? No, you're thinking of Jim Dwight Rice. Ev I'm thinking of Dwight Evans and Jim Rice. <laughs> I'm thinking of Dwight Evans and Daryl Cousins. <laughs> I thought Jim Evans was the guy in Good Times. <laughs> And Rick Reed, who I believe was also Mike Brady on the Brady book. Wasn't Rick Reed from uh, wasn't Rick Reed Ron Simmons' his partner in WrestleMania four in the Battle Royale? Butch Reed. <laughs> and uh, no Rick Reed was um the guy from Brady Book. Yeah. Or was that Robert Reed? I don't know. Um let's see. So oh, but here's the biggest part of that night. And we're gonna wrap up the scorecard with the well no, I have to read the, the lineup, lineup. The lineup, the lineup. Here's your last Yankees lineup of the year. A team that should have been in the World Series. Go ahead. Leading off, Luis Polonia. Wade Boggs batting second. Paul Neal, Danny Tartable, Don Mattingly, Jim Layritz, Bernie Williams, Tony Fernandez. May rest, he rest in peace. Rest in peace. Pat Kelly. You know who started that night? Oh, oh. wait. You guys are going to love this. Oh. I'm looking at the wrong scorecard. <laughs> I just gave you the lineup for May 1st, 1995. Wait a minute, but were you giving us the notes? No, the notes are all from okay, the Okay, thank God. As long as the notes are okay. Yeah. As long as the notes are No, right. I was just reading the wrong lineup. Yeah. I, I have the wrong side. I don't story. think, well, it could. Was Tartable on the team in 95? He ain't in the lineup. Yeah, okay. 1995. Let's go back. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's go back to 1994. 94, yeah. Bernie Williams, okay. Wade Boggs, Paul O'Neill, Mike okay. Stanley, 
Don Mattingly, Jim Leritz. By the way, while I was reading that lineup, somebody's listening going, he's fucking wrong. I was going to say, because Tartable, I don't think, was on the team in 95. Yeah. You may have been reading the right yeah. one. No, no, well, no. we'll find out. No, no. Walkman. The right one's right here, dude. Uh, it's I'm staring at it right now. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, batting seventh was Gerald Williams. Mike Gallego. Mike eight. Gallego. Pat Kelly was in Pat Kelly's nine. still batting ninth. Yeah, huh? I, I hated him. And the only reason why I caught my mistake there was the pitcher. I knew who the pitcher was. And I'm like, wait, it wasn't Jimmy Kate. It's Jim Abbott. God bless. So Jim Abbott started that game, huh? Wow. Yeah. Big notes. Uh, two notes. Um, one, um, you remember we joked about mystery outs. I would miss something and write down a mystery out. Average game would have two or three. Yeah. This one? Dude, hold on to your drink. You might want to pour another one. Let should... me uh, hold on a second, yeah, folks. Yeah, you might want to pour another one. This is this might be a record. Go ahead. I can't imagine a game has more than this. 13. Oh, man. 13. And by the way, in the Yankees' half of the second inning. That's almost half the outs of one of the teams. Jeez. What's this? The Yankees' half of the second inning. Jim Leyritz, mystery out. <laughs> Gerald Williams, mystery out. Mike Gallego. Mystery out. <laughs> is this the same game where uh, 31 minutes passed without a beer man? What, what's your excuse? Yes, it was. Here? Yeah, well, it gets excuse? better. Here's what's weird about this game. So there's that many mystery outs. Okay. Here's what's weird about that game. I talked to Justin. Here's the deal. After the game, we went to the bowling alley across the street. Now you can see from these 13 mystery outs, and if you can see the scorecard, and I'll post it on the site, how bad it looks. You know I was already very deep into my cups. <laughs> per Justin, we went to the bowling alley across the street and closed the place. Wow. He ended up taking the LIR home, passing out, and having to... No, he didn't take a cab home. No, he didn't get a ride home. He hitched a ride. <laughs> I don't think you could do that nowadays. Uh, no. Justin was Long Island, right? He was a Long yeah, Island. Yeah, he was Long Island. Now, yeah. uh, by the way, I've fallen asleep many times <laughs> on those trains. Podcast in itself. <laughs> but I'm reading this, and I'm talking to him about this, and I'm like, how in the hell did I even make it across the street? And if he didn't get home, how did I get home? We'll never know, right? Or no, do you know? and I'm no. sitting here yeah. on this deck right now, so thankfully... I somehow made it. 26 years later. And um, Thank God. on another note, he actually um, ended up going away to college a few days later. So, you know, more of, of oh, the bleacher yeah. history. He mentioned, I think he mentioned that he on, did. on the board, right? He on did. the Facebook group. Yeah. Um, let me go back real fast. I sent this to myself. We have more bleacher history of people that were there. This goes back to people telling me, you know, hey, uh, I have a story about this. 41 who celebrated a milestone That's birthday right. yesterday. I will, I, I will not birthday. necessarily give ha his age. Happy 50th birthday. Yeah, I was going to say, he's high, <laughs> it's north of 41. Happy birthday, 41. A great American, a great Yankee fan. Yep, a and great here's Kiss his fan. quote. I had, who's a bigger Kiss fan, by the way? 41 or Midget Mike? Uh, it's close, but 41. They, they really fight about it. It's that. close, but 41. 41 says, and I quote, I had tickets and was there that night. Upper deck, third base side, front row. Rafael Palmero fouled off a pitch from Bob Wickman, and I caught it. And I gave it to the youngster sitting beside yes, me. Yes. And by the way, what kind of hero hands over a ball on that day? An American hero. And guess what? 
not that I didn't believe 41, but I did check the scorecard, <laughs> and guess who did pitch two and a third innings that day? He, he got Bob it, Bob huh? Wickman. Yeah. And guess who was in that lineup for the for the fucking One Ra- Orioles? Rafael Palmeiro. That huh? is correct. Good man, 41. American hero. He never lies. Never. never. No. No, it's not a case it's of an emotional game, You don't know game, how much dude. drinking was going That's on. That's true, too. It's an emotional game for many reasons. Now, we're going to get to one other thing before we take our last break. And Go ahead. you know this thing well. Go ahead. I believe there were some paper planes flying around that night. Can you fill us in on the paper planes? You're asking me? Yes, I am. So my guess, and it's unfortunate, but my guess would be those paper planes that were flying around were the Phil Rizzuto handout yes. commemorative uh, Phil Rizzuto night, what do you call them, posters, what? right? And posters. by the way, real fast, before you go further, I realize now why I don't have one. <laughs> All these, this sloppy scorecard and going to the bowling alley with Justin to close the place. Yeah. But go ahead. All right. No, I was going to say, it, yeah. they were the posters. Yeah, yeah I mean, they gave I wish out you these had posters. Yeah. We're going to show pictures. We already did. And uh, people were throwing them. And one of the things I did note was Bob Shepard made an announcement <laughs> to stop throwing the posters. And by the way, what happens when you make that sort of announcement? A thousand more people do yes, the same thing. Yes, I even yep. wrote it down before yep. the announcement was completed. There were, yes. And boy, I wish I had one right now. Tom, we got to get, we'll, we'll break. We'll oh, do take our a picture last of that, commercial. That Look sunset? at that sunset. Yeah, there is a one. beautiful sunset right now. We'll do our last break. We'll come back and we'll wrap it up. Yeah, I got a couple of new segments. There, yeah, I was going to say, I'm waiting for we'll your... wrap it up with those. You know what? We'll tease it. We'll wrap them up when we come right back. And to take Wait, us out... Any 80s song? Tom, your next 80s song, and I'll try to join in if I know it is... Oh, wow. You, you're putting me on the spot here. I, what, then, then it, who's going to drive you home? When, when you think, who's gonna drive uh, you home? It's not gonna be me, cause <laughs> I'm drunk. All right, I think we're back now for our last segment. And uh, aren't you lucky? We, you, the sun continues to set. It's beautiful, beautiful March first. Happy new month. Happy March. Yeah, we're still and here. You, actually, you know what's funny? Leading into, uh, we are getting into. But go ahead, we are getting into segments. We are getting into segments, and I've been looking forward to it. You teased it a little on the Facebook group, so here we are now. Why don't you hit us off with your newest segment that you're adding to the podcast? All right, this isn't a wacky segment. This is something <laughs> I pulled out a book that I had found. I have uh, This is a date New York Yankee history book. I also have a date New York Yankee hater history that some, one of you son of a bitches sent me one day. They ticked me off. So if I'm a good – I think that's at my job. I can't find it. I think that's because if I'm in a good mood at work and I realize that that should never be, yeah. I look at it and get myself <laughs> mad. Um, some girl from Boston actually sent me this book. She said, uh, I know nothing about baseball, so here you go. If she did, since she was in Boston, she wouldn't have sent me it. Very nice. What happened on March 1st? 1969, Mickey Mantle makes his re- rumored retirement official at a spring training conference in Fort Lauderdale. That's right. Many fans hated to see him retire. But his injured knees were not going to take anymore. He should have retired after the 64-65 season, which some people will argue. So does it say that in the book? It does. You know why that is, right? Because if he retired after 64, he would have been a lifetime 300 hitter. That's right. He hung around That's for what the it money. Says. Yeah, yeah. He still had a 300 average. Yep, yep. But his loyalty to the franchise yeah, yeah, or his greed for he money. He wanted the money, yeah. He yeah. And the hopes of hitting more than 500 home runs kept on. Now listen, you talk. Now I I showed you. I'm no, no BS, and I know you've been a big Yankee history guy too. I'm doing DiMaggio now. I've read two Mantle books. I've read three Billy Martin books. I mean, I love that era of Yankee baseball. But let's call it like it is. Those guys got paid. 
good for those days, but not great. Well, and don't forget, um, so he, maybe a little bit before Mantle, but a lot of these guys, they were guys working off-season oh yeah. jobs. And then Mantle spent the rest of his life basically doing, like, those baseball card and autograph shows yeah. just for money. Oh, no, this was And money. it got him in trouble because he was doing he, – he had, like, a uh, residency in Atlantic City. Yeah. And the Yankees had a problem with that. And, uh, yeah, so he, he played another five years for the money. Ended up, I think, 290-something yeah. hitter, 298 or something. But you know what I find the craziest about Mickey Mantle? I wonder if you know this story. Go ahead. You know the famous sprinkler story with him and DiMaggio sure. in the 51 series? Mm-hmm. According to uh, one of his biographies that I read, and then it was confirmed in a Billy Martin biography, the type of injury that resulted in Mantle's knee from that sprinkler was what we today call a torn ACL. But they did not have the reconstructive surgery in those days that they do now. So it sort of is like, you know, an old wives tale or some like, you know, old whatever you want to call it. But you can make the argument that Mickey Mantle played his entire career past 51 with a torn ACL yeah. in his knee, which is crazy if you think yeah. about it, dude. It's no, crazy. big, yeah. big fan with that, too. But what I'm going to do, um, we'll throw this out depending on the day of our podcast because it's so random. And I'm going to get that Yankee hater book, which I think we could have some <laughs> fun with. Um, but I do have a couple of new gimmicks. There we go. Or I wouldn't say gimmicks, but top um, segments. And we're not going to do them all the time, but every once in a while. One of them is, uh, for some reason, the tone, I don't know if this is true, but some reason people know me as the now I'm mad guy. <laughs> is that really a thing? Yes. By the way, I know, when I, when I when I would say now I'm mad, people knew the night was over. If someone was responsible for me, Get me out of there. If, if if you follow Tom on any social media platform, specifically, and I follow you on all of them, but specifically Facebook, yes, you are the now I'm mad guy. Yeah, That's and, correct. Yeah, and um, I am mad about something, and I'm going to address it. Go ahead. And that goes back to uh, our buddy Ferris Bueller over here. You're touching the doll. Go ahead. We talked about already on the podcast. This is nothing new, and that's why I'm starting with this. I've seen Rocky. I've seen Rocky five. I didn't see two, three, four, six, seven, whatever. Yeah. I didn't see any of the Creed movies. And when I talk about this, I get a lot of heat. They don't get mad that, why don't you watch movies? That I could deal with. They think I'm lying. Or they think that they can't believe it. What gets me mad is why is it so baffling <laughs> that I haven't seen these movies? All right? I'm a bibliophobe. Can I can I interject here? Yes. You are talking about a Rocky series that you apparently have the entire collection ten feet behind. Yeah, and I've seen two of them. And guess what? I have the I own the Indiana Jones series too. And guess how many of those I've seen? (laughs) Okay. Zero. So, but do you maybe understand where this vitriol is coming from? You have them, you know, within walking distance of your couch. Well, I have a lot of things, dude. You know how many DVDs are in this house? Probably six hundred. So I mean, I've seen all six hundred of them. How many songs are on your iPod? Do you listen to all of them? No. Listen, you're making a compelling argument, but... I'm a bibliophobe. Do you know how many books I read last year? A lot. How many? 50 fucking five. Wow. A book a week, practically. Yeah. Can I can I put when this? When do I have time to watch movies? Can I put this out there? Yeah. If I got a poll going on the Facebook group, how many of you want Tom to complete the Rocky series? And the yeses outweigh the noes. Would you watch Rocky this summer, one through five? They'll they'll vote no just. <laughs> <to be fine. laughs> or one through six, seven. <laughs> I already told is, you yeah. we should do a ma- marathon, but I'm drinking though. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing with this. All right, with the thing with the movies. All right, I already just mentioned in 1995, I was in bars like 138 days. I. W- I mean, 138 times I walked through a door of a bar. I also went to like 60 Yankee games. Yeah. You know, I worked for a, for a living. 
I had a lot of sex. <laughs> that was when great, was like that when, was a great delivery. <laughs> thank you. I, I when know. when am I when am I when am I watching movies? Yeah. Now, uh, but what's what gets people mad? They go, "What's your funniest movie you ever saw?" And I'm like, uh, "I like I'm gonna get you, sucker." <laughs> but like, I haven't seen like 800 different comedies, Listen, so like, I've nothing to compare it. To. I hear you don't have to convince me. It's just I think that it's not so much that you didn't see the Rockies. It's just that they're there right in front of you, and you won't. Watch There's a lot them. of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, I stream, so yeah. I have access to a billion movies. Does that mean I've seen them all? Now, here's Ferris Bueller. Okay. Yes. I got this Ferris Bueller pop, 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 whatever. I ain't never seen the movie. That's not my pop. You've never seen Ferris Bueller? No, but I, but here's the thing. I'm culturally aware. I know things, okay? okay? All right, so I know Ferris Bueller went to, there was a Cubs game or something. I know that because, like, I see the, the social medias yeah. or I know things. I know this. You ready? I know Bueller, Bueller. Bueller. Okay, ben, and I know another ben thing. Ben Stein. Ben Stein. Yeah, and I know another thing. I know that there's a chick, like in a bikini, <laughs> walking life in stereo. You know, and she's you, like, you know, the cultural aspects. That's that's Ferris Bueller, yeah, right? With yeah. that chick with the red bathing suit dancing around, life is staying in stereo. Um, I think I wish you could all watch Tom dancing right now. <laughs> Please try to do. Or is that another movie? <laughs> I think it's another movie. That, I don't. Yeah. It might be Fast Times. Yeah. yeah oh, no know. wonder I can, doesn't I show up when I do Ferris a search. Bueller. There is, I think there's a chick in a bikini. Yeah, does well, she dance to like Sloan. that car song? Yeah. There's the, Sloan is the girlfriend. I'm trying to remember if there was a dance scene. Dun, 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 dun. No, I think maybe dun, 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 it's dun, dun, a dun. different movie. Dun. Yeah, I think you're fucking it up right well, now. Well, no wonder I can't find you on a search. <laughs> Not that I so search like a girl in a bikini. Dance well, we can music. make a list. Movies Tom Brown has Oh, seen. I already saw it. There was a yeah. list of a thousand. Uh, no, not a thousand. A hundred movies guys should see or have seen. And I saw like seven. But How about this cigar, by the way? You think you think Cho would be impressed with the way this came down? Yeah, yours not? is down like two-thirds. Mine's down one-third. <laughs> but, but you know what? Here's the funny thing. And Cho, to my defense, my problem with cigars is this. You know what it is. Tone. I talk a lot. Yeah. I wave my arms around. I dance. I just dance. Did you, I not you, just dance? In a bikini, by the way. But you do spend a lot of time out on the balcony. And after we are done recording, you will enjoy oh, that yeah. cigar. I'll yeah. be out here for another two hours. It's a hours. good one. That's a good one. Yeah. So um, I, uh, the reason I'm mad, and I will drop it, I am mad because, not because people go, you should see these movies. I don't like when people say they don't believe me that I didn't see the movies when, first of all, I'm not lying. If I'm going to lie, I'll lie about something more big about whether or not I've seen a movie. When someone says, did you see Stripes? And I say, no, don't say <laughs> you're lying because I'm not lying. Yeah. Why would I lie about not seeing Stripes? No reason to other than to rile us up. But Stripes yeah, is a good no movie. To. Well, but I have so many ways to lie. Hey, guess up. what? I already told you. I have someone threw fire at me. Guess what? I've yeah. never seen Stripes. Yeah. So you're asking the wrong guy. But I've seen Ferris Bueller. I've seen every Indiana Jones. I've never I've seen, seen every Animal House. I've never oh seen my God, Animal. You would love Animal House. I know. That's what's weird. People say, because I you go, would love Belushi. You my favorite movie it. is like The Jerk. Well, it's a great movie, oh, There are too. a lot of movies yeah. like The Jerk that yeah. I would have liked. That I never saw. And none of the mob movies, right? Goodfellas, we went over that. Casino, yeah, I never Casino, seen Godfather. No, I, seen God, I have seen, seen the Godfather, Godfather movies. Okay. It's been 20-something. I'll give you a story. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I was told over and over, you got to see it. you got to see it. got to yeah. see it. Finally, I'm like, I'll see it. It was a Yankee game. I know Balls was there. I don't remember who else. It might have just been Balls. We're going back to my apartment after the Yankee game to watch fucking um, Pulp Fiction. I'm drinking a lot. <laughs> I watched Pulp Fiction. Do I remember one second of Pulp Fiction, <laughs> except for the poster of her, like, 
with her, you know, laying there like that. If that's what you remember from Pulp Fiction, that's not bad. Better than other things to remember. I don't remember anything. And I know there's a guy named Mr. Orange or something. That's Reservoir Dogs. (laughs) Yeah, Mr. Orange. You're mixing up the Quentin Tarantino movies. Or maybe it was Reservoir Dogs. Where you're thinking, wait, was it Pulp Fiction or Reservoir? You don't remember. I don't remember. I saw one of of them, but it can't count, I guess, because I don't know which one it was. It's a podcast in itself. That's what they said. That's section one. And you know what? I'm not really that mad, but there are things that are getting me mad, and I'm going to come back to it. Uh, the plastic bag band's gotten me mad. But yes. We'll get to that. Um, that really is an episode in itself. But, that's, but by the way, uh, I'll give you guys a tip. That's... Go to Amazon. You can buy a 1,000 plastic bags for like $10, and they can't stop <laughs> you from using them. So, that, one, that goes into effect tomorrow, right? March 2nd, 2020? No, it goes into effect today. Today, March 1st, 2020. Well, I say I think of the business week. So. Oh, yeah. But for a guy that bought them from Amazon, it doesn't go into effect. Because I'm going to bring my plastic bags, I'm going to wave them, and I might just sell some. Why not? I might sell them You're outside. I'm going to scalp them. Yeah. By the way, I will, because uh, we're ahead of schedule, we only have one more segment. Um, I'm going to mention, I did miss one thing on the Rizzuto night. There was another special guest on the scoreboard. Believe it or not, uh, Tony, you're going to laugh. Well, not laugh, but Meatloaf. Meat, oh, because of um, yeah, because and Butch, Paradise, by the way, Paradise if you ever read the story a billion times, for is gonna go. I had no idea what this song was about. Uh, you know, he's he gonna knew. do that. He does, yeah, he does he that knew. gag. And uh, but the funny part about Meatloaf doing that was it was dubbed bad. So here he is on the scorecard <laughs> talking, right? And the voice don't match up, and it was totally off. And a lot of times they were off because of the sound, but it was so far off that it looked like one of those Godzilla movies. And uh, people saw fit to to yell about it. Yeah. So that was there. Very nice. Um, nice one more one. segment. I have a very annoying cap. A lot of things I do are polarizing. I have a cap. Oh, what, I know that one. What cap is that? I know that one. Roger Clemens, 300 wins. Yeah. A lot of a people Friday, don't like. Friday night against the Cardinals in 03. Yeah, a lot of people don't like that I like Roger Clemens. But you know what? <laughs> Go screw. <laughs> You still support you still yeah, support take the a rocket. long walk <laughs> off a short pier. Which by the way, do you know where I was for Roger Clemens three hundredth win? I was at the stadium. You were there? Yeah. Okay. Well guess what? What? Well technically I was there. I was thirty feet away. I was across the street at the uh, bodega area. Not the bodega. I was at the uh whatever the stands, dugout? Yeah, yeah I was somewhere One over in that area drinking. Bowling beer. alley was still yeah, in I never made yeah. it inside. Yeah. But, uh, so well, but you never made it inside at all for that no. night. Okay. But okay. I was kind of there. But you were there in spirit. Opening day, I'll be yeah. there, but yeah. I'm not going to be there. Yeah. So what I figured is I have some stories that don't really tie into topics. And I figured I'd take little pieces of paper, write them down, throw them in a hat. You literally, I'm looking at the Clemens hat right yeah. now. It's literally turned upside like down. And there's topics. 20 crumpled pieces of paper in there. Are you going to pick one out and just yes. go with it? All right, ladies what and What I'm going to call this segment is the Clemens cap. And it's a story that has nothing to do with anything. But it's bleacher-related when I don't know else I'd fit it in. Now, as you can tell from listening to these podcasts, sometimes I'll just go, hey, can I go on, you know. Well, Tom did just pull a piece of paper out. It's crumpled. He's opening it up. And the winner is? Picture. Uh, picture. Here's a funny thing. By the way, picture. It sounds like a Seinfeld episode <laughs> where it just like have a thing that means nothing. But picture. All right. Here's the deal with picture. I used to have a duffel bag where um, I'd come home after games and I'd wake up the next morning and, see what I had still left in it, what I hadn't lost. And there would be a lot of times where things in it that weren't there the day before. Chicken bones, um, cigar stubs. One time there was a bra in the bag, which tells me that I somehow either sweet-talked 
a young lady to putting her bra in the bag during the game. She went in the bathroom and did that. Or one of you scumbags put in a bra <laughs> to, you know, St. Tom's Drunk. Let's throw yeah. an old lady bra in there or whatever. But anyway, so one day I get home. I wake up the next day, open up my bag, and sitting right on top of the bag is what? A beautiful framed picture of Jesus Christ. Yes, you can't see Tone laughing, but he's really laughing, like hard. Yes, there's a picture of Jesus Christ. <laughs> and he's standing there, and his arms are out, and he's in his robe. Yeah, so I'm looking at it. Oh, boy. So I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I had I, that would have been my last. You gave me a thousand guesses. That would have not even made the yeah. thousand. No, and I was really happy about it. I liked it. It looked really nice. But I'm like, where the hell did this come from? Yeah. I'm like. Why do I have a picture of Jesus Christ framed in my bag? <laughs> I hate to tell you this, but the mystery was solved. I'd rather it wasn't because if I didn't know, it's even funny. Because I'm thinking about it, I'm like, did somebody look at me and go, this guy's so drunk and pathetic that maybe he'll find light if I give him this? Um, <laughs> did someone just go, I think it'd be funny to give Tom this? Or did I somehow get it? I, you don't. And I didn't know for, honestly, 15 years. Okay. I hung it up. I loved it. A you picture. hung it up in your apartment? Oh, yeah, I did. Wow, okay. Well, I get Are it. you a religious man? The story gets better. <laughs> yeah, by the way, there's a picture. I actually put it on the Facebook page of us sitting in my apartment hanging out. I believe it's a Steve Topless Is it picture. the one? I was going to say, is it the one with Topless Steve? If you yeah. look really closely, in the back corner over the bookcase is a picture of the Last Supper. Um. <laughs> I'm one of the, look, I'm gonna look one of the wacky conversations I ever had, except for the waterfall one, where it was like uh, I fell down one too. Was uh, one time a young lady leaned over to me and goes, "Why do you have a picture of the last supper on your wall?" <laughs> and I was like, "Can we not talk about that in bed?" You know? <laughs> that's so, fair. Yeah, no, that's I, a fair statement. I did yeah. have a picture of the last supper on the wall, uh, but no. So um, I have this picture of Jesus Christ. Now apparently the mystery was solved. Uh, I'll talk to Felix. Felix, I believe, said, and I was drunk after the game, and he tried to talk me out of it. We were walking around River Avenue, and they have all those tchotchke stands uh -huh. and things like that. And this woman had it for sale. And I think it was like, I don't know, five bucks. And apparently I wanted it. And I believe he might have tried to talk me out of it, only because I wasn't in my right mind. <laughs> Although I do love Jesus Christ, but I think he just didn't want me spending money that I wouldn't remember spending. <laughs> and he obviously lost that argument. I'm envisioning somebody like opening up this episode and just scrolling to a certain <laughs> point, and the first thing they hear is Tom. Although I love Jesus Christ, <laughs> yeah. And um, apparently he couldn't talk me out of buying it. Now, of course, he was happy. I'm sure he's happy. I was buying a picture of Jesus Christ. Yeah. But I think it was more along the lines of that you got a guy with not in control of his money. Yeah. You know, like when I went into. Uh, I already talked about it on the podcast when I was in Cracker Barrel and I had to borrow money from Justin to buy a harmonica. <laughs> um, it was the same situation. So, yes, that that is the story of the Jesus Christ picture, which I was looking for. It's got to still be somewhere. It's not hanging in here. There is Jesus Christ is represented in the house. Not that picture. I can't believe I would have thrown it away. I got to find it. All right. Folks, this is the type of content you get with these new gimmicks now. Tom. Yes. Goes into his Roger Clemens 300 win hat. Next thing you know, we're talking about Jesus And that Christ. segment is called the Clemens Cap. Hey, now. So, yeah, I don't really have much more. I do have a question for you before we sign off. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
What's the story with the Nassau bar? The Nassau bar? Oh, you don't know it either? All right. What do you mean the Nassau bar? You know the Nassau bar? People are going to have to write in on this. I was at a happy hour out here the with... Nassau bar. I was at a happy hour at your mother's house. Not your mother's house. Well, but I, I know it very well. It's on Jericho and Mineola. How come yeah. you don't go to happy hours with me when I go there? You know what? If you I was still... Li- a month. Tom, if I was still living at home, I'd, it's five minutes from my parents' house. I'd be there all the time. It's right next to my, my old favorite Italian spot, Mama Teresa's. I say old because I can't justify $24 for a chicken Can we burger. get Mamba Teresa on the podcast? I know the guy, but it's like enough, dude. You know, I went there. I got dinner for me, my uncle, and my wife uh, two months ago, and it was $75 yeah, for one three right freaking over there, pla- actually, Dude, yeah. they're great, but my God, that's expensive. No, so I'm with Glenn, chicken who's Verde, one of the guys, though. this guy Glenn from the old days, who I saw is that, one of the guys yeah. that managed to make it through his bleach career without having to get a nickname tagged on him. <laughs> and he was talking about the Nassau bar where a bunch of these guys went, like Quick and maybe Uptown and guys like that. And it's a bar that was in lower Manhattan, and the bartenders were in bikinis. Nassau bar. Yeah, and I don't remember it, and I don't oh. know why wouldn't it be there. And this Qu- one Quick of, would know. Quick well, would know. Well, there's a couple yeah. reasons. One, they didn't want me there because I was a pain in the ass. <laughs> or two, I was invited and didn't go. Or three, I just forgot I was there. So yeah. I'm just trying to figure it out. So if anyone has any NASA bar uh, memories, um, please, please give them me. Please write in. Please write in and share them, either with the Facebook group or BoxSeatSuck39 at gmail.com. You gotta I'm, give our plugs. We, yeah, well, go ahead. No, what do you I'll, have? Um, I plugged the cigar shop. I mean, I just spent 30 seconds on Mama Teresa's, which, by the way, you know what? I will give a plug. So I moved to Syosset a year ago, and my cousin uh, gave me a good Italian spot out there. It's authentic. When I say authentic, they're closed on Sunday. Speaking of Jesus Christ, they're closed on Sunday. The the entire family works behind the counter, and it's great pizza, and it's great pastas, and it's great, you know, veal and chicken. Villa Monte in Old Bethpage, Villa Monte Pizza. There's my plug. They're not even paying us. Nobody do is. They have, but I love it. Do they have Biro Moretti? Uh, <laughs> if they don't, out. talk to them. I, I'm tired of Peroni. I uh, want Biro Moretti in my Italian restaurant. I'll find out. I don't have any other plugs if you do give them, but I do want to say a few things about future episodes. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I'll say this in Thomas. So in terms of, in terms of uh, March, because today's March 1st, we're going to try to do two more maybe three more depending on how we feel about a certain wrestling show oh no that's in april anyway so we're gonna do two more in march we're gonna have one with a guest and that guest do you want to say who it is tom or you want the scheduled guest the scheduled guest yeah because it depends on their schedule but the scheduled guest is uh the face of the bleachers really and especially after when i was leaving uh but we did cross paths for quite a while but you guys will all know who this guest is, and that would be Bald Vinny. He's our planned third guest. He is. So as long as the schedule works for him, it'll probably be in two weeks. Yeah, we reached we reached out to him. He said whenever works for us, and obviously we'll you know we'll formally or Tom or I will reach out to him again. And if he can't make it, we're probably just going to do another one of these. <coughs> yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully he can because you know the funny thing is about Vinny, and I think we mentioned this earlier. I've heard him on so many podcasts already. And I've heard his, how did you end up in the blue? So we got to think of some clever, oh, zany worry, questions. I got, well, yeah. you, you know what I do with Steve and Milton? I had all these notes and I brought up stories. And I'm like, you remember this? Did yeah. you do this? Did you? So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get that. Yeah. The, so, yeah. The other episode, which I am excited about for a few reasons, one of which it will hopefully be our first on location. Yeah. Is uh, we want to do like a preview, like a, a, a baseball 2020 season preview where we get um, – Multiple people involved on site and also possibly 
calling in with voicemails, which we'll, we'll explain how to do that on the Facebook yep. group. But we're looking at Diamond Dogs um, in the middle of March before the season. Steve is in. Um, Mook is going to try to get there. Um, Pizza Bagel Dave, who not only lives across the street from Diamond Dogs, but also gives out those great previews on Facebook every year. Have you ever yeah. read him where he gives all those predictions? And a lot of them are usually spot on. He's in, and Tom and I will talk more about well, it. I'll probably hook Milton again. just because. Yeah, I mean, if well, Milton's in Astoria, so he's got yeah. no excuse. If Milton can make it over and he's dying to get back on to make up, even though I think he was but a great episode. There will be rules because we're going to have structure. We're not going to have ten people talking at one time. Milton, there will be rules. We have to stay on topic. And don't touch the mic, <laughs> Milton. But Milton's in a story. Yeah, there's no excuse. Oh, I so. can't tell people to stay on topic. I just went on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so the Bald Vinny episode and the preview episode are hopefully the two we'll be able to bang out in March. I literally have been watching the sunset for the last hour. Time. That's it's why we beautiful. do this. It's I been mean, beautiful. It's very cold, but um, we're going to always do this on the deck. I don't want to hear no more complaints on the from the guests, Milton. <sighs> about that show stop <laughs> complaining about my cigars randy stop complaining about my bell uh by the time we do the next episode i'm gonna have even more segments we're gonna have mr bill back out here yeah uh we'll have more installments of now i'm mad we'll have more installments of the clemens cap i want to go back to the bleacher booty where i bring out like an old bleacher thing that has a story behind it i got things i want to talk about with people like larry i got stuff i want to talk about with lucy uh, people I've talked to outside of the podcast, we're sharing stories, and we got a lot to cover, and we're going to be doing that. I have a question also for the people listening, because again, we have—I mean, we have some episodes with 350 listens, so it's it's a few hundred of you listening, and most of you who know him. I like the feedback of the people listening, whether or not they think Midget Mike would be a good guest, because. He's disagreed with me. I think he'd be a phenomenal guest. Yeah, I do too. He's a little hesitant, but I think Midget Mike would be a great well, guest for later on. Yes, but I yeah. get afraid of the repercussions because <laughs> he's going to have to be on a little bit of a leash. I don't want people taking shots at each other Unhinged. and having fun, but I don't want people um, offending the fan base by going after. No, them. no, no. Which we will, we we at all costs try to go against yeah. against that, but. Uh, listen, nothing else from me, Tom. Thank you again yeah. for hosting. Um, hopefully this I sounded good. I got another shot I'm going to do right at the end of this. <laughs> hopefully it sounded good. Hopefully people enjoyed it. Go ahead. Take us home. I Go only ahead. have, you know, um, in past episodes I've I've said uh, I've done a poem. I've sang songs. I've played the harmonica. I've given inspirational quotes. Today I'm going to leave you with a, a um, impersonation. Can't wait Kinda to Kind of like a Rich it. Little does, you know. I'm going to impersonate a guy we mentioned earlier in the podcast, Bill White. You ready? Go ahead. Take us home. Deep to left. Hang on. I'm going to do it again. Deep to left. <laughs> you like that? All right. That's it. Deep to left. <laughs>